0: And i'm pausing in case anybody is screwed up but it doesn't sound like it so excellent so we shall do a clap sync in three two one yeah we back I'm
1: two days, days back. later
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm sure the are you tacking us exactly are you tacking this on to no like as one episode or okay
1: no i ended up posting well, the spoilers. one. spoilers <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. okay yes 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 yeah call spoilers and shit because no i'm tech tack- i i thought about that you know like and there was definitely a part of me that was like okay you could sit on the first one sort of piss off the audience if they want new content and just sort of generally let them down maybe not piss them off but disappoint them in that way that like parents do and it hurts really inside um because like they had that drive that they wanted to listen to something too, and you just weren't there for them um but then on the other side of that right it's like if I do that, I can put the two together and like, we can have the final product. And in, in years from now, it'll look amazing and beautiful mm-hmm. and elegant. Like everything was perfect. But I thought, it's all good. Let's just give them the podcast as it is. It's okay. They can have it. And we'll we'll do this little short follow up and it'll be good. And so. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So welcome. Part two of, well, I guess, or part three, depending on how you want to look at it. Part two of Cyberpunk Story. Mm-hmm. Wrapping up what we meant to talk about last episode before I had to so rudely leave. Um, yeah, it's also okay, kind of can, fucked can, up. Which you know. Yeah, can we, hold on, can I fight this narrative
1: just barely? Although I do love it because <laughs> if we actually explore it further, like it doesn't go well for me. But the reason why we were, reco- the reason why you had to go is because we're recording on a day that's not the typical recording day because I was sick the first day. Right? Like, you wouldn't have had mm-hmm. to go if I hadn't have canceled it. So, I just wanted to. It's just I a, agree. No. It's all McCoy's fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just to be fair,
1: I just to add a little bit of fairness, I think.
0: Well, indeed. And what I also mean to say is probably the last half hour of that last episode, I was kind of in a blackout, like anxiety panic. So, yeah, half I of that stuff I wasn't even listening
2: to. Zoe and I are both <laughs> losing it as we try to figure out if McCoy knows that we're nearing the time we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it, you can't tell I'm that good of an actor. Yeah, he did though. Which <laughs> was no signals. Amazing. I mean,
0: you, you you fucking nailed it to the point where when you actually like engaged with the idea that we should stop recording, I was like,
2: holy shit, yeah. amazing! It was really impressive.
1: <laughs> the only problem is like acting for the podcast is fine, but should I have acted differently? Maybe for us behind the scenes, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you it was never just, know. Look, we were just we were just killing it. It was a great episode. We were in it, you know. We were in the fire, and so it just felt like. Let it go until it runs out. And if we have to hit stop, we have to stop. Um, Yeah. And and then afterwards, Cape just goes, yeah, but you can just, we can just record again to finish the rest of it. And like, I literally had not fully thought this idea through and was like, that's genius. Like, as if like, (laughs) I cannot believe that didn't occur to me. It was embarrassing at the same time as it was enlightening. But uh, we're here with that second follow-up episode. So bonus content, you know?
2: Exactly.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? This might be another three-hour episode. <laughs> who knows?
1: Certainly, don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't mean, know. Last time we were just like, we're not gonna go over two hours, right? For this, and three hours later, we've barely even covered like the new ending to this game. Not even. So. Yeah.
1: Going through the points like definitely extends it, but gives us a lot of opportunity for like remembering shit, like small details about individual pieces. It was nice. I liked it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: enough of this meta commentary. I say. What do we have left to cover here? It's like
0: well, so I do right. want to kind of go back because I okay. don't feel like we completely maybe gave. I I don't think we did like a fully fleshed like kind of rundown of betraying Songbird all that much. We were talking about a little bit, and then mm. I feel like you know towards the end we had to go, so we didn't really get to prod. And I'm actually curious, just because I and maybe it's gonna start reiterating some points. Like I said, I was kind of in a blackout anxiety, so you might have talked. <laughs> Already. <laughs> and I just, um, you know, it wasn't a blind panic. But um, but I, I actually went back and watched just some footage of that choice of choosing uh, or betraying Songbird. And particularly, um, you kind of hinted at it, just how much of Songbird's backstory was revealed should you go that route of betraying her and it's a backstory that's not revealed when you go with her um which i i thought was an interesting choice that they did it that way and i'm almost want to like have an immediate reaction that i feel like that kind of thing feels like a cheap shot (laughs) <laughs> from like a story perspective that it's like after you betray her you find all these sympathetic things about her. Um mm. what, that what your totally makes
1: sense why they
3: did it. I, right? real solid. quick though, did you ever uh, experience that, Zoe? Or did you watch that
1: before I, uh, we talked about it?
0: I I before before we talked about it, no. I I was oh, watching shit. it yesterday.
1: Dude, it's everything. It's so much backstory that you need like I like that's what I was at least trying to signal on the podcast to people that were listening. It's like if you, it may not be the canoning, but goddamn, you've got to see it because yeah, I was it really hoping really that
3: people had uh, either gone in first for siding with a read or had decided to go back and try that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But- well,
0: I didn't want to get scared, so <laughs> I, I just I didn't go. When I heard people. it was a horror game on the on, when I heard it was a horror game on the other end, I was like, nope. <laughs> She's <laughs> like scared. Me. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> Emotional devastation. Fine. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if a game allows me to sit and stare at a blank wall for hours on end afterwards, I'm fine. But if a game makes me go into the deep, dark recesses of a abandoned military base and have a mech creature stalking me saying, I see you, no, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> that's yes. the
3: best part of the entire
1: DLC. <laughs> it is <No>. actually <laughs> quite a spectacle, though right like it is like i don't know like jokes aside right but it is i don't want to say kind of the best part of the dlc but it is a really great sequence for the dlc like it is just a really great piece
3: that you can just mm -hmm. when i watched mccoy do it afterwards we were talking about it and i said like honestly i think that gameplay path is way more interesting than the uh stuff at the spaceport Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: yeah, I think I agree.
0: Well, it's it's just a different sort of... Th- like, one is very combat heavy, while the other is very, like, stealth-hiding heavy. Yeah. Like, it's just two totally, completely different play styles. And, you know, give... I mean, the, the atmosphere, just from even watching somebody play it, like, I could feel... The let's players like it was a no commentary let's play, but you could still like in their mouse movements just see like the panic they were feeling, um, as they're just being stalked by this creature, that is you know going throughout um, throughout this military base, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean it's um, it's funny because like I feel like even in Starfield, not that we're gonna drag that dead body up here let's again. drag it again no but god damn you guys row. just can't let it go <laughs> i can't well we got no, one we positive <laughs> feedback about trashing it and i swear to god like that's imbued You're just gonna ride that high forever 100 but that deserves can. to
0: be trashed this long is my take on look <laughs> if it, it took them t- seven t- years exactly. to make it we can trash
2: it for seven years after. that's totally, I totally fair agree
1: yep <laughs> yeah. well the thing is i'm not even trashing it but like just well the statement of like there was this one random mission that zoe came across right that like had this really cool like element at this base of like switching between that and another universe or another timeline or another something right. Like in the base and all of a sudden it felt like a different game and it felt like it had flavor and creativity and stuff like that. And in fact, that's kind of this too. And in fact, there's been mm-hmm. a lot of those instances like in games we can think about um that we know of. And it's just funny. Cause like you see it again here and it's just like, you know, it is actually a really cool thing to see that like overlay of like some other thing on top of it, like the past events in this, it's just a very horror game style of thing i don't want to call it a trope or whatever because I feel like tropes have negativity to them but it's just like it's a cool sequence and you learn a lot about their backstory and you get to see like songbird and just different eras and it's
4: mm-hmm.
1: so not only is the gameplay cool the story is really cool too so like it's it's actually like kind of i don't yeah like i wonder like how you could justify like hiding this from people maybe it's just in the modern world people are going to mostly see it
2: yeah i don't think i mean i think that the dlc is really clearly i mean i guess it's hard because technically like you can just play one ending and walk away but i think it's really clearly meant for you to play all the endings Mm -hmm. i mean it's super easy to go back to your saves and choose a different path um i think more than the base game too i remember with the base game like i remember that when we talked about it there were some endings that were clearly not as compelling as other ones Not even, like, good-bad, but just, like, some of the endings were not fulfilling in terms of the story. Um, But I feel like with this one, I felt a lot more drive to, like, I finished it one way and then, like, I immediately loaded it again and went and tried the other thing. There was something about just, like, the way it was done. Like, the choices were so obvious and so stark and, like, so clearly had different massive effects on the way the story was going to play out that... um, I, yeah, I just felt like, it, like you were supposed to play all of them. Like you were supposed to play all these endings. So I think yeah. that's maybe how they get away with it. It's just that, like, yeah, you're, it's you're not really done until you've played it both ways. So they can put content in one. Like I don't know, with the if you betray Stongbird from the start, do you ever find out that there was just one cure? No, because right?
0: that was like a because yeah. that cure goes through. Re like Reed will offer you like the cure right. which leads to the new ending. Cause right. I'm just
2: thinking like that was a really huge story beat reveal that you only get in one version of the ending. No, I'm not sure it's not as like deep, maybe as all the songbird backstory that you get if you betray her right away. Um I, I but like think... there's stuff in both sides that you only get one way. With her though,
3: it's it's her cure versus their cure.
2: Right. You know, Herc here was
3: like, "We're gonna take this AI, and we're gonna go through some like sketchy, right. like black market, essentially Ripper doc on the moon to get this thing worked on." And by we, I mean I.
4: <laughs> yes.
3: Um, right. Sorry, V. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but for I, I can't. I guess they might use the same AI, but. With Reed, it's like this is our technology, and we have you know the best people, right?
2: Right. Um, right. On
3: the government's dime, so we can also do this.
2: Yeah, I just thought the premise was like, there's only like the AI can only do it once, basically. Like, no matter how you do it, it's yeah. only gonna work the one time. Right. I there's, think like, their theory only the was materials or something.
3: Yeah, I think their theory probably with with Reed was probably like we can. I'm sure they had some thoughts of like replicating it or retooling it or something to fix that one use thing. But in the end it didn't matter because when you do go with Reed, he ends up, you know, at one point during the long list of depression um that you <laughs> yeah. deal with. Uh he says Songbird's too far gone.
1: So okay. we couldn't use yeah. it on her. So we're gonna use uh-huh. it on you instead. Mm. Yeah, I mean so this is good clarification i just I just feel like I think we are actually experiencing something that like maybe is a necessity maybe in in the um making good on multiple endings with diff with serious differences mm-hmm. is that if if they are gonna be like your choices matter, then they have to have things that make it matter, mm-hmm. I guess, and I don't know if it had to be this drastic. But it is, it's like brave of them, honestly, to, to be like, only some people are going to get this. But if you go talk with other people, you might hear about it. You might, you know, listen to a podcast like this or something. It might be Zoe, and you're like, you're in this. Like, wait, what the fuck? There was stuff over there. um, Outside of just like red flashing sadness lights. But yeah, like, it, it I feel- mean,
0: I, I, it wasn't really like the fact that it, it's like content locked behind a choice per se. I, I just thought it was like an interesting choice that it's like you betray her and then it gives you like. Mm more insight into the backstory to like make you feel extra bad for your decision mm-hmm. i
3: think it's also to know. set up like, the <clears throat> option for setting her free so to speak
0: right right like it's it's definitely like it definitely wants to set up that like uh, like betray her but then be like i'm so sorry like we'll get through this together i'll you know kill you or put you I'll out I'll take you out here. behind
3: Whatever.
0: the shed <laughs> she's <laughs> escape. That's someone so has to do it
1: Elena you like go out behind the chair you're like oh I never took the last animal out from back here the other is still here <laughs> so is this what the old farm is up creek whatever the fuck but yeah like <laughs>
3: yeah we just send
1: songbird to a farm upstate to live with her own kind <laughs> exactly <laughs> I mean honestly yeah I mean it's just a really powerful sequence and it's it they're not afraid to make you feel bad during it, like to make it feel like a bad sequence, but then they, in some ways it actually resolves beautifully. Like if you, like, I think, you know, I would say if it wasn't for getting like a fucking, like a text message or something, that's like, here's a moon token, you know, (laughs) from songbird, when you like put her on the moon in like the other ending, it's like, if it wasn't for that, I think I would walk away being like, it didn't work out for her.
2: Right, like she died on the way or something.
1: Yeah. Right. And so that is not so different than you setting her free, but it feels really different. Mm -hmm. Because it feels like you Mm -hmm. play the fantasy all the way till the end and you fail versus you really face it in the final moments and you make your call, which I think is just like spiritually very different. So, like, even though right. it's, like, feels so awful, like, there's kind of a beauty, beauty to it. Um, and I think the backstory really adds a lot to that. Where those memories you're seeing are the memories that she's losing. And so it's, like... Right, yeah. You know, yeah. So.
0: I'll it, keep going. So. I'm just
1: saying, like, she gives, she gives them to you. And as you, the player, like, receive them and start to realize, yeah, these are important. Like, this is helping me understand her better. It's at the same time you're realizing, like, like that's the same understanding she's losing of herself. So it's like a very like connected way of of expressing that so it is funny to see the angle though of like just to make you feel bad absolutely <laughs> the,
2: absolutely <laughs> i wonder if there's like a uh, i don't know it might be a little it's a like, little bit of a stretch but like there's a there's a mild parallel there to Johnny too of like V kind of becomes, like, as, right, Songbird's memories are leaving, but now V will remember them and, like, who she is. And the same kind of thing happens with Johnny, depending on how you play that and his eventual demise of, like, Johnny will just, a lot of the things Johnny completely ceases to exist. Like, there's nothing um, except for maybe V's memories of him and, like, V's memories of his own Mm -hmm. life. There's, like, I don't know, there's something there if you were going to write a college essay about it.
1: Definitely. I
3: think it does also kind of make more sense to have it in this path. Because, like, you're all in the other path, you're already agreeing to help her. So it kind of doesn't make a ton of sense for the game to further be like, here's more reason to keep helping her. You know, it feels more harder hitting when you're like, no, I think we should side with Reed here and help her via Reed and, like, the NUSA government. And then you see all this backstory and you're like, oh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yikes! <laughs> Big yikes! I mean, it's just like it feels like they could have easily given this stuff to both trees, and then mm-hmm. have the decision point be later. But then again, the decision point then at that point, like the braveness here is the decision point, is relatively like early compared mm-hmm. to most decision points you see for anything. Usually, yeah, you don't
2: like, have the full story yet.
1: You don't have the full story yet, and they're right. able to like play two stories out in front of you, and then they're able to able to split those two stories in two as well yeah
2: but that's kind of like the very beginning of this dlc too where you just get like thrown in it's like start figuring it out like you need to start acting immediately i kind of i mean i like that about this dlc where it faces you to just be. Like, it's not like like i feel like a lot of games are too clean like you can go around and collect like every single piece of the information and in the puzzle and then you finally put it together and then like the choice is really obvious i
3: mean also that's kind of how could, the first part of this game played out yeah too
2: yeah i think so mm-hmm. and this one is very much like i don't want to say it's more real but i mean i think it is like you sometimes in life you make choices and you don't know the full story yet or you don't know all the answers but it's kind of like this is the information that you have fit you just go you have to do it like gut instinct right. where are you going with this
1: i the only thing that i would so like basically like it's cool and interesting mm-hmm. and it leads to this discussion and it has so many different dimensions and elements and it's interesting. It's clearly their choice. The one thing that I would levy as a reason why they might want to include this elsewhere is the criticism I levied earlier of like I think they'd go a little light in my taste on connecting you to Songbird even though they try to push you into like the game language is suggesting the canon ending is go with her at least to that end point and maybe it is go with her, maybe it's not. We can talk about that but it's like this connection could have been used, I think, too. just just to connect you more with the story and with her. And and I think it, it could have been valuable. Um, it didn't have to be this. They could have done something else um, and they didn't need to do anything. But I just personally think they could have benefited from from more backstory and connection with her just somewhere. And so this mm-hmm. could have been it.
0: Mm hmm. I mean and yeah I guess they attempted to do that with her like first brooklyn speech at her favorite spot right mm-hmm. like I think I think they tried to foreshadow and allude to it it was just it was cool to see in action those scenes from brooklyn of her starting out and like being able to see cuz also like I guess what differs is, like, the fact that when she's telling you that story, at least I remember for myself, I still was, like, very unsure if she was, like, manipulating me. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I was, like, she was telling me was actually true. Um, and so seeing it play out in the other scene, like, it's, it was, like, confirmation of, like, okay, these are her memories. Like, all of this stuff was actually true. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. the secret spot monologue, like... I think I was still kind of unsure being like, why are you holding my hand? Is any of this true? Is any of this real? Like, are you just saying this to convince me?
1: Yeah. The sort of like show not tell situation, like the difference in like factor.
2: I mean, yeah. It's not like show not tell. It's just that like, she's not a reliable source until like, you're literally getting her straight up memories.
1: Yeah. Which then I guess you could even get to the point where you're like, is this still a manipulation going on? But, like, I don't think it is. Um, But, yeah.
0: It didn't play out as one, for sure. Yeah. Like, with the memories.
1: And she, like, is so far gone at this point in both paths that she's not maestroing well anymore. And that's, like, a real weakness that you can feel in her. She's not able to execute her grand plan with the proper adjustments needed at the end. Or, like, she is technically... But she isn't really, like, like at least in this ending, but in both, I would say, in different ways. But in this ending, like, you know, she's fighting the takeover by this, like... The the thing that's hunting you is, like, I guess this evil black wall AI, maybe. Or maybe it's the military base or something. But she's losing control to it. And she occasionally fights it back, gains her control. But you can see she's, like, mostly subdued and out of it so it's like she's just not at this super high level anymore so unless you believe that's a fake it's like you just sort of see her weak, weak honestly like mm-hmm. at wit's end so then you just sort of like start to believe things cause there isn't. Right. She can isn't she can't be making the plays anymore and then she sort of hits her most truthful of all time in the core itself when you get in there and she tries to convince you to pull the plug or take her out behind the shed, old Yeller style, <laughs> metaphorically. Take her to the farm. <coughs> In a video game. Yeah. Um. So it's like, then that, I mean, honestly, like say what you will, but that is a really powerful and honest uh, piece from her. And it is like, it's a lot. Like you sit there. And it's, it's heartbreaking, it's, man. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: That was, yeah, I watched you guys, play that twice when you did kill her and then when the time you didn't was awful. Like, one of the worst <laughs> video game scenes I've ever experienced.
1: Top 10 worst anime betrayal? <laughs> <laughs> she is sort of anime, um, but like...
0: Okay. Yeah, especially because, like, choosing not to kill her. It's like you betray her once and then she asks for, like, one more thing of mercy, so, like, doubly betraying her. Yeah. just it Watching that was just... Yeah, like, even just watching it secondhand, like, I was just like, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. This is horrifying.
1: <laughs> like, like if it weren't for the fact that the way it starts, as it starts, like, yeah, god, I'm remembering now. Like, Alex dying, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, all the, like, demonic red flashing I was referencing earlier. But just, like, all the clear signals, of, like, this is the wrong choice. Like, remember your quick save. Like, outside of that, though, I will say if you set her free here and you go through this incredible gameplay sequence with all this backstory and you just realize how much she's lost and you realize that there's just no saving anymore. That like heroic notion of saving is just not applying here. And you're sort of foray into this DLC. Like you went right in the middle, but you realize it's it's just too far gone and you kind of want to put it to rest. Mm -hmm. And so like there is actually a really powerful payoff to putting it to rest, both with her and with Reed. Because it's the one where Reed comes back and actually grows the most, right? And says, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I think you made the right call. After he tells you you embarrassed, he's like, you know, all the things that I stood for, you embarrassed, but I think you were right. And it's like, so you get the setting her free and setting him free, at least in this in this line. And so it, to be fair, outside, he does
3: the same thing even if you don't set her free. But hmm. in the alternate route, it's too little, too late. Right so I agree with you here though that I think it's it's like more uh, character development for him in a shorter time span and it he it's like he's more forthcoming with it and like it's kind of I think he appreciates it more in that moment rather than the alternative where you go down you know bring her in and it's very <laughs> very bittersweet
2: yeah. Yeah. I remember that's the one that I watched you guys play the whole way through. And I think McCoy had McCoy played I mean you played all the endings, so this is not your canon ending, but you played what I think I would consider to be <laughs> the worst possible ending in this game. Which <laughs> is that you go through you betray Songbird, <clears throat> you go through, you refuse to kill her, which is excruciating. Yeah. Oh. Then Reed comes in, they take her, and then you get the cure after that, right? Isn't that the way you did it? Maybe. Is that possible? I don't because think that's the...
1: Why? Why is that relevant? I'm just
2: remembering... Maybe I'm remembering putting... Mul- there's so many endings. Maybe I'm putting them together wrong, but I just remember there's a moment where Reed is still alive in your version of getting the cure. I guess he's in every version. Hold up. Reed's still alive. You get the cure. You're in that hospital. Things are clearly shitty, but Reed comes to visit you and is like, tan Yeah, you only suit. get that
3: ending if you keep Songbird alive and bring her okay. in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is, and um, but so there's an alliance so who's you mean, these sorry, walking. Hold wait, on, wait,
1: wait, no, no, wait. I just do want to quickly clarify for people that are trying to follow. Like you're referring to the whole game ending not the dlc ending
2: the whole game ending because there's an alternate whole game ending which you've been like hinting at for like seven hours now Mm -hmm. because it's devastating (laughs) and we'll talk about it soon but there's a (laughs) just keep ending (laughs) there's a but there's all i'm trying to get to is that there's a line that you ask reed as he's walking out the door and you just say i think you said could we have done better
1: oh jesus or something like that yeah
2: and it's just devastating because I think Reed is like, yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly what he says. I know but what like, you mean. There's an acknowledgement between the two of you. like
3: That this is a bad ending. This
2: is bad. Like, yeah. this was a bad ending. You should have done better. He says
3: very similar if you pick the other option where you say, thank you, Reed. And he's on, he's like, I don't remember the exact wording, but he's basically like, what are you thanking me for? Yeah. Oof. He's like, you don't have any reason to thank mm-hmm.
1: me. Oh, my God. Yeah, It. It. So then when that whole ending is crazy, and we'll talk about it, of course, but just the fact that it culminates and you know you fucked up from a lot of different things, you know it didn't go the right way, mm-hmm. everybody's sort of telling you that, and then he, you just sort of mask off talk about it. It's like, damn. Like, it just...
2: Yeah, there's just that brief, like, moment in passing as he's leaving, and he, I think he literally walks away, like, as you say it. Um, But just, like, that acknowledgement of, like, this is just we like the wrong choices were made Mm
1: -hmm. i do i do want to go quickly back though to the sort of second part i'm sure there's like seven parts but like this i guess the final part of the other ending where you sort of you take songbird's body like in the car either like dead or barely alive like to the pickup point you meet the president and shit like that Mm -hmm. this is a really cool sequence um Mm -hmm. like a really like honestly very cinematic and like really cool and like just a lot of intrigue because you're just sort of like you're hearing these guys being like all right secure the pickup and like you're not sure what's going down and there's this like really crazy line that like feels so out of place but it like hits i feel like it's almost unfair but it hits at the moment where you just go like read like with this like very concerned like yeah the panic Mm -hmm. yeah right
0: sounds slightly like concerned and panicked it was delivered really well
1: but but it's like i'm confused like why like i guess you just didn't know that this was gonna happen the way it happens but then it's like totally fine if that like but there but there's this moment of like and i think it 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 shows with the cinematicness of that lead up of just like damn like what the fuck is happening there's like i think it's because like
3: the the agent like you roll up to is just like super aggro Mm -hmm. with his speech
1: he's like get out of the car and you're like oh fuck like read i thought we did the right thing and he's like it's okay right um and then there is what I would consider to be one of the, like, I would say biggest mistakes, I think, of this ending. It's just a small little thing that they that they chose one way or another. And listen, this is all just nitpicking. But you have to pick up Songbird. And Reed asks you to, and it makes no fucking sense. Like He's mm-hmm. right there. He's ripped out his ass. And I'm not. I'm cool and sly. <laughs> um, I think it's because of <laughs> this point in
3: the game you have a stronger connection to songbird than he does
1: it yeah and and i could see that and i think that's what they want is the for the player who has a strong connection to to, but i didn't feel that way personally i felt like he did yeah. especially in this ending especially after that car ride especially after everything i it felt like i wanted him to i mean i think it especially makes
3: sense for if you kill her Mm -hmm. i think that makes sense for you to pick up her body because like hey look what you did
1: yeah i can't face mm-hmm. it yeah like you have to fucking carry her because i just i was i i felt like his character wanted to like take her away even in that last moment to just like to just usher her that last bit even though it means nothing but it's like all symbolic and that's all he is my
3: other complaint about that ending is this is skipping head just slightly um so we can uh-huh. go back because there's more to talk <laughs> about but after all the fanfare is over and everyone leaves it's just you and reed Yes. When you like I know start whatever the line is, but you start saying a line to him and you kneel because he sits down on the ground. <laughs> and you kneel down and you're like, read, I don't know. Ow,
1: fuck the sand's hot. Yeah, it's
4: so true. <laughs> you it's say like, it no matter what every time. In? Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly.
1: It reminds me of like the people at the fucking gambling table that are like, oh yeah, exactly. fuck I'm out of chips. Or like <laughs> when you like walk by someone on the street and they're like, damn, my brain dance. And you're just like, Yeah, your brain. Okay, sorry, back to it, Delamain. What what was you thinking about? Like, you know, just like Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck, this sand is hot. You're like, I was like, this felt what?
3: unnecessary, but okay.
1: And then he just no one acknowledges it after that, and then he just slowly walks into the sun, like to end everything. And then you hit the fucking credits and everything just like the fuck just happened. Yeah. It's like that's the flavor of like what the the random fucking gigs are. Yeah. You know, it's just like a such a different <laughs> flavor, like right at the very end. So yeah, that was it's pretty troll, but going back s- to
3: the ending, uh, yeah. I think it's also very powerful when you're talking to the president,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and you're basically yeah. like, she's like, "Oh, thank you," you know. I'll, I'll go off of the assumption that you did save, um, Songbird, and she's like, you know, thank you for doing like your duty to us. Here's a medal, blah 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 blah. Uh, oh, the medal. Yeah, especially after you know <laughs> you talk to Reed.
0: Everything you've gone through. Yeah, after everything
3: you've gone through when you talk to Reed and Reed's like, Oh yeah, you know, Songbird got the same medal and she gave it to a homeless dude. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. And the
3: homeless guy just took it and was like, Yeah, you got any change though. <laughs> yeah. Um and so she gives you this medal and you're kinda like, you can either be like, cool, or you can just be like, I don't really give a shit. Uh but then when you're talking to the president and you're like, So you're gonna keep me like updated on Songbird's like progress, right? And she's like, She'll be in the best hands, she'll make a full recovery. It'll be fine. Yep. You're like, but you're going to like, you'll let me know when she's awake, right? And like, yeah, I can contact her and she's like, y- that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. When she just fully takes it out of your head yeah. and you just realize you were a pawn. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm right. never going to hear from her again. But it's like, it's interesting because I, well, first of all, yeah. Like, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, she both makes good on her promises in a in a politician way but also fucks you over at the same time in a politician way like she just does it flawlessly because it's like she still is gonna like do the best doctors and do the best they can to like whatever and get and hook you up with all the things she yeah. promised but she's not gonna do a damn other thing for you as songbird said earlier promised. in the dlc just the right amount of truth yeah and i and i will say like okay one thing that this game does really well because like okay they came on the whole base game right and Maybe all of, like, maybe all of media. It's just like, you know, fuck the metal. It means nothing. You know, fuck the government. Fuck this. Fuck that. And you're like, that's sort of, like, Johnny vibe, but it's, like, all over the place, especially nowadays. And I get it as a sentiment, but here it hits in the actual game. Like, it actually hits, and you feel it, because she hands you the medal, and you're like, oh, what the, I don't give a shit. Especially as a player, you're like, that's literally a useless object to me. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it just really lands that, like, that means so little to me. Like, fuck you. She says
0: that, like, KG just, like, the NUSA thanks you for your service in, like, just the most, like, dry, coldest, like, I don't know, like, way that you know she just tells, like, everybody this, like, once she's ready to discard them. And it's just, like, it feels bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a really... I think it's perfect for her character, but it feels so bad. And it's supposed to feel bad. But, like, I feel like... Like, Johnny will just, like... He'll just... Spout platitudes about, like, fuck the government. And, like, some of them are, like, even true. Or, like, feel powerful. But this, like, is it in action? And it, like, hits mm-hmm. differently and, like, more at your core. And then I think it, like, sort of really... It, it sort of feedbacks into, into Johnny. But i think it's time dude that we talk about and i know we've essentially mentioned every piece of it but like this new ending they added to the game it's for okay imagine this you spend 30 dollars (laughs) right 20 dollars on sale maybe if you're in the future and you get a new ending to the game as well as a bunch of new legendaries and a bunch of uh, a one extra storyline that you know is branching and cool and interesting and, and, and another player uh section of the world like and maybe some new cars. And you're like, "Fuck yeah, a new ending?" And you're thinking Fuck like, "Fuck yeah, new cars." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, new. Period. Like just but like just like cool, like a new ending, like the, and you feel like it's like that video we were watching earlier where the guy buys the god bat. You feel like you bought the best ending. You know, I don't know why I'm thinking this in my head and it is a very ignorant thing to think in a cyberpunk at all. But it's just like I bought the best ending. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but I am thinking like they gave me this new ending. I bet you it's going to hit and satisfy and really tie everything up and connect everything. And it's like, it is going to hit. It is going to tie everything up. Satisfying though. That's not the flavor we like in this game. So let's fucking talk about it. Happy endings. We don't do that here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was gonna say I didn't. I did not come into this thinking the new ending was gonna be like the the pay to win, like gold star ending, like butterflies and unicorns and happy happy trails. Like I, I, I kind of assumed that the new ending was gonna be equally as like trade offy or devastating as I think the base game endings were. Um. But yeah, essentially. You, well. So you basically call Reed asking for this cure, depending on what path you take. But essentially, you are on this roof with Johnny. Johnny is trying to convince you that there's like another way. Or like, you know, we haven't done all the paths. Like, surely there's another thing we can do. And you can call in the experts and be like, nope, like I've made my decision. This is where we're at. Wait, 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 wait! Sorry,
1: before when, when, at what point do you realize that Johnny's going to be deleted? Does he know at this point when he's trying to convince you? Pretty much at that point when he's telling you,
4: yeah, yeah. At least for sure,
1: maybe you learned on
3: earlier. I don't know, but at this point, it's It's like you're dead set, sure, you know this is going to happen. Um, and I just want to like real quick, just like make a quick contrast to the other ending of saving, well, quote unquote saving, uh, Songbird where you talk to Johnny like right after that and you're like, Hey, at least we still got each other. And he's like, fuck me. Oh joy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to the fucking do.
3: But yeah, please continue.
0: Yeah. Um, but it does lead to one of the most, well, I think it depends on what your relationship is with Johnny for me, because my affinity with Johnny was very high at this point, um, leads to just this beautiful culmination of you're in this, Uh, you're in this medical shuttle on your way. Uh, You're getting your vitals checked by these guys. And there's this kind of like caginess happening. Well, first of all, they're like, you should, Johnny's like, you should text some people in Night City, letting them know you'll be gone for a couple weeks. So, you know, you text your romance buddies. I'm texting Judy, I texted Vic, I made sure to choose the options that specifically said I'll be back in two weeks in hopes of like, okay, so if I, I've told them two weeks, so if I don't come back, maybe they'll call the police or something If I say
3: I'll be gone for two weeks, I will come back in two weeks. Right, game? Right. Right.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So there's all of that stuff. I'm making sure the two week thing, um, and then there's that dialogue option though where you're like can i just like johnny's like you know one last look at night city and you ask the guys like can you open the window just so i can see the city like just one last time they'll be like you'll be back soon and i'm like not gonna be back soon (laughs) like like i feel like the game's just trying to like be like no there's nothing to worry about i'm like there's everything to worry about
3: to be fair like even before this when you when you're talking to reed on the phone and he says hey we have a cure for you or an alleged cure for you uh do you want to go down this route this ending uh he does say like it could you could be out a day it could be a couple weeks could be a month we don't know Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: so you're kind of on the assumption like okay they don't fully know how long it'll be but Maybe it won't be that long. Like a month, that's you know.
1: It's not great, but it's not terrible. It's such a reasonable yeah. thing when he says that. Like, I don't really know. Cause this is a totally like alien yeah. or novel, I should say, like surgery. Nobody else the fuck is going on. They're gonna do their best. And when you think of it from that context, you realize like a lot of the assurance that they give is like where's it from? It's the same, like the real truth is like we don't know. Yeah. But
2: wait, I feel like yeah. this, at least for the way that what the way I experience this, is like I don't know i didn't have any of these thoughts until like i i when i was playing this ending the only like real concerns and thoughts i have is like I, you're about to kill johnny like yeah. he's gone after this it's very clear that you sacrifice him in order to save yourself um and like yeah that moment where he's just like he just wants to look at night city one more time is like it's heartbreak. i mean it's really yeah. sad it's heartbreaking especially if you've played um especially if you've played out the base game before and like if you've done some of those scenes with johnny where you like get to go back and experience his life and you really get to know him and like yeah you like him a lot or whatever um like i wasn't thinking at all about my character of v and like being worried about how long Mm -hmm. i would be gone for i feel like that's like maybe us foreshadowing because we know what's about to happen um but like when I was playing this, like I was solely like, This is fucking this is fucked up. Like I never wanted this to just delete Johnny. I mean that's Yeah. Um so anyways, like that's how I played that's how I was feeling as I played it out is like that whole scene in the Medevac whatever is just like it's really sad. And like watching McCoy do it, like McCoy and Johnny had like a very different relationship. Like your goodbye was like tense. Um with Johnny. Like he was super <laughs> yeah. so pissed. And my you life. were pretty nasty to him and like um,
1: he forgave me in the end he which did. is devastating he did. because he forgiving you, in, you in, in the end, end yeah. is how you uh, become emotionally devastated
2: <laughs> and because there's been kind of an acknowledgement like the whole base game too of like probably like this doesn't work out where you just get to both keep living in this way like it's not gonna you know
1: it's not the fairy right. tale ending I would just say also I want to mention this now because it's just worth understanding the lens of like if people are hearing about my playthrough I will also mention that I'm playing right. a new character that hasn't really played the base game, this will become more relevant later. But I don't know how relevant it is or isn't for say my relationship with Johnny or whatever. But yeah, it's like I I haven't played the whole game with it. it you know what was I mean? relevant for context. you,
2: we realized as you went to go play it though, in that but I think it's before you get on the better back basically they're like, hey, you should like call people or, well, like exactly. text people is what it's always talking about. So like I texted like every I went and texted River. I texted everybody. Um But you, when you did it, literally just like, nah, I'm good, like, because you didn't have anyone to text because because Mm -hmm. you had that level 15 like blank slate character, there was no one you really had a relationship with, uh, anyways. Um, And so this is devastating. Not even not even Victor. Victor though. I think you could have texted him, him, but but there's an option to not text anybody, and McCoy chose that option.
1: Yeah, well, it's one of those Mm -hmm. things of like you got to understand like, especially if you're like kind of in the zone of like what it is to be that new character, it's like. You don't really have a place in Night City and like yeah. you just you just blip off the map. Like and you it, die like very... men <laughs> as in no one can hear your screams. <laughs> yeah, as in no one knows where you go. like exactly. you die alone. Yeah. Oh shit he's behind the shed again. But like yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> We're it's all just... going behind the shed, boys. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's like so there's like It's it's really interesting, the intellectual question of, is that more devastating than if you knew a bunch of people and what I then later heard about what these texts and phone calls are later. Yeah, because. It's really devastating. (laughs) Like, let's
2: not beat her on the bush anymore. So you get through the medevac, you say goodbye to Johnny, and basically they give you like a. Yo, yo, let's not skim
1: over Johnny. Johnny Holy fuck, dude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we talked about it. Elena, you heartless woman. No, no,
1: Elena brought it up, but then transitioned out. So this is what you were talking about in terms of this really powerful Johnny scene that you're thinking of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Go for it. You guys want to go for it, guys. I mean, I just... I think when you
0: have a really strong affinity for Johnny, and I think it it's cute if you progress his story to the point where you go to where his body is dumped right. and um, have just that heart-to-heart with him, and he says that line in the base game of just, like, of all the heads I could have ended up in, I'm sure glad it was yours. And you're like, all right, we're pals now. But it, it does, like... I don't know. It was a very beautifully well-written scene just as you're looking out over Night city with Johnny there. For one thing I wanted to know, Johnny is no longer like blipping in and out and flickering for you. He is probably the most whole person in front of you during this scene than he has probably ever been, mm. which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, but, but at least like for the the strong relationship he just you know he says something just like how like you deserve this and you're allowed to be proud of yourself you know i've made my peace with the fact that i'm going to go and i'm just really glad i got a chance to call you my friend
3: could have been Um, real chooms in another life mm
0: -hmm. Hmm. right (laughs) and I don't know, he's like, the thought of you gone so I could live scared me to death. And I'm just like, what? And then he goes just like, this is it, kiddo. And yeah. tears Guess welling up in my like, eyes. And I'm like, mm. Yep. Mm. But then, uh, but I think the most emotionally devastating, because we'll get to that. But he does say, promise me one thing, will ya? Just don't let anyone change who you are, okay? And then the sedative is taking over yeah, which is really so like it's Christ like so this says. is devastating mm-hmm. right
1: you like tears welling up in your yeah. eyes right even if it's i mean it's, you know in both ways if you're close with him and not and you're like damn it was so rough to see johnny deleted for me to live anyways mm-hmm. all right let's continue <laughs> you know what i mean like at least i'll well, live. yeah
2: because like at that point in the game like that's what i thought was happening i was like oh i hate this ending because like this way of saying goodbye to johnny is not like this is not what i ever wanted my this is not like how i had chosen my endings in the base game mm-hmm. like i had never wanted right. this to be my yeah. ending i had kind of like gotten to a point where i was like we're just gonna go out together johnny and me um yeah
3: living without johnny just ain't worth it
2: it's not it that's mm. how it, that's what i come to So like you know what is the take coming in i was like i fucking hate this ending this is so awful yeah. and then
0: right especially just when you know like when he just says like good night like today was a good I day know. And you know that's like the last line he's ever going to say to you and you're like yeah yeah. and i would
1: actually say that like this this is actually like maybe the curse of being where we sit on the microphone side because i mean you know maybe multiple playthrough goddess would have gone through it but like i wouldn't have i would never see this i just wouldn't have chose Mm -hmm. this it never would have occurred to me and i would have lived my happy life somewhere else (laughs) in the other endings and so like to i i cannot tell you how devastating it is for us to just want to have to see what this is and then to see it. And it is, it's just that feeling of like what's happening on screen. You don't want it like that. I don't know. This is something that like I've definitely had. I feel like it's like a childhood thing of like, when you're a kid, you can't really control life. Like you want to, but like you could, you can want to go to that pizza place all you want, but you can't. Cause your parents say no. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like, it's like as an adult, we have a lot of control, maybe too much control at sometimes, but it's like, we're just sitting there like, wait, 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 I am watching the game just tear away from what I want. Just, just tear everything to pieces that I don't want. And It's just like my hands are like, like feeling it. Like they want to do something. They want to like pull my katana out. I don't know. It's, it's a yeah. Because
3: the entire game, like throughout the whole course of the game, it's like you want to live, right? And you're like, well, of course I want to fucking live.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then it gets to this <laughs> and point, then and the you game start is like, and
0: you're like, fuck, yeah, the game no like, way. Hey, you're live.
3: <laughs> you still wanted though? and it's like, oh
0: fuck. Yeah.
1: Maybe not.
3: I'm also Where's the curious, poetic ending? Uh Yeah, exactly. I'm also curious, though. For during that scene, you can make like one kind of, not really pivotal, but like one kind of interesting dialogue option. Uh, and when he asks, like, could we have like been f- good friends or whatever? Um, did you guys pick we're too alike or we're too different? Mm, I see what you mean. Just out of curiosity.
0: Mm-hmm uh i i with how i'm playing v i said we're too doesn't different. surprise me <laughs> <laughs> yep i said we were too alike hell yeah I think I, good I think
4: answer I said we're too different yeah McCoy, you, you said you were too different
2: i love that this is mostly just a, I need, a check for gabe he I just wanted a, to know yeah. so he could know who's cool
1: i need this one I, I always knew you
3: were fucking cool that's why we're chooms
1: yeah she yeah. was <laughs> in this life but like dude like all I can say is that like I want a mod where it just says Gabe liked that in the corner when I click analog oh options God. while I'm playing you <laughs> that's
2: know what I want? such a great idea like
1: I click that and it says Gabe dislike that know, like, honestly oh.
2: McCoy you can install that mod if you just have Gabe, have Gabe watch your I basically did
3: install that yeah. mod all you have to do is side with Johnny <laughs> side with Pan Am and side with Songbird for the sake yeah, of so saving others and this wow. is why like I don't and
2: get, no get full cred because exactly. I was, I went with River
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you can't go with Pan Am, right? Because she's... Isn't she straight? Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, You guys can still be gal pals. She drapes her... (laughs) I mean, we were still gal pals.
0: She drapes her legs over you, and you're just like...
3: You know what? For female V, (laughs) I will accept Judy, (laughs) because Judy's a badass.
2: Yeah, I didn't go that route. Hell yeah, she is. Cool. But yeah, so then because so basically like we've gotten to that point and i'm like oh this ending blows like what a horrible ending i hate this this is not my canon and then it keeps going yeah you're like well that was a horrible
3: experience and the game's like oh it ain't over yet
2: it gets worse (laughs) yeah just like hold my beer (laughs)
1: yeah for real and hold (laughs) it for a long time
2: yeah so basically you wake up in the hospital Mm -hmm. and reed is there i don't want to fucking
1: sorry i'm just like i'm having flashbacks (laughs) from. Or the main game here's the male thing, not but. what it's like. Um, Reed,
2: Reed's there, and they're like, Oh man, like, yeah, I, but, but
1: but Reed looks different,
2: Reed looks different for sure. Like, he's got better,
1: like, corporate. I I thought he was bad, I wasn't sure. Like, he's he's
0: he looked like someone on the freaking geek, yeah. I think it's because he's wearing like
1: a very tight fitting from a
0: like, best <laughs> shirt
1: and like slacks yeah.
0: rather but than I like, a bad like tie. thought there yeah.
1: was a bit that they did to the model too. I was like looking at it the whole time trying to figure this out because it's like. He's at the point of he's so ripped that he can sort of look fat at points. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, he's so ripped, at least for the the main game. But then here, you're, like, it's tight-fitting in a way that looks like he's let himself go. And I think that's part of the narrative here. It's been years. He's let himself go. He's Possibly. a corporate Could job. Be. Well, I think yeah, it just, which,
3: he was just wearing, like, much tighter-fitting clothing. Because in, the, like, the rest of the game, he's wearing, like, loose jackets and, like, a <laughs> tank top.
2: Not a t-shirt pretty mm-hmm. tight. But- yeah. Um McCoy just basically said it. But like, it turns out it's been years that you've, you've been in a been coma. In a coma yeah. for yeah, two, two years. years.
3: It is now yeah. Cyberpunk twenty seventy
2: nine. Exactly. <laughs>
1: the sequel's out. Yep.
2: <laughs> and you start basically. You talk to Reed for a while. You have some. You know, he says devastating things like, you know, could we have done better? And he walks away. Um, but then you start trying to contact people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. And then also, though, in addition, Reed lets you know, listen, you're not you can't have any more cyberware on your body. Like we had to remove everything that you had to get this to work. And at this point, even the most basic of cyberware is going to kill you yep essentially your body so in other words
1: you're not going back and cyberware again you know obviously just like straightforward comment but like cyberware is like essential in this universe everybody has it and to not have it is to be fragile and frail not to mention your human body is fragile and frail you can barely walk you can't do anything like and and this is such a powerful contrast to the incredibly broken op state that you ended the game in Mm -hmm. yeah it's stark Mm -hmm so it's actually one of those things where like in this case actually it's one of the weird instances where like the video game like op like high feeling of like just going around and cutting everyone's head off in slow motion like hits this harder like it it works well into this so yeah you're trying to fucking walk Mm -hmm. you you can't stand like and you know reed's giving you the like The speech that you hope you never have to give to someone where, like, you've been the person awake the whole time and they've been sick and the doctor gave you the bad news but then the doctor's not here, right? Like, just that, like... I thought you said it was going to be, like... Yeah, you know? We tried. Like, we did the best we could. Like, that sort of shit. It just... Oh, God. it's It's... It's a lot.
0: But then... Elena, if you want to proceed, comes more emotional. Yeah, it, just,
2: it gets worse because then you pick up your. I don't know if you. Yeah, you have your phone, mm-hmm. um, and you start trying to call people and like contact people, and basically everybody has moved on in, in some, some way or another. Yeah. Um, like the only person who will take your call really is Vic the um Ripper Doc Ripper Doc. But, like, for someone, you know, and again, it's super unusual for me to role-play in a game, but I had literally been going home to sleep with River. Like, yeah. And, like, not to sleep with, because there's no sex scene, but, like, just to, like, lay next to him in the bed every night during this entire DLC. And so you kill Johnny, you wake up, you can't have anything, you know, you can't, like, be you anymore, and then River won't take my calls. And I'm like, what the fuck is this ending?
0: Yeah. Um. So, did he not even pick up at all?
2: River will pick up, but basically won't talk. He's like, Yeah, I'm not. He, I think he owes someone money. Like, there's something about a ransom. Um, it's look, it's he's worked doing his detective thing. <laughs> it's just so But, cringe, like, basically, dude. like, he's, you know, he he's done. He didn't, you know, so it's brutal. I
3: know it was important for you, Elena, because yeah, think... that's like your, your number one man there. But for someone who, like, didn't romance him and was super distant from him, When he was like unloading all that shit on me, I'm like, I just don't care, dude.
2: Yeah, no, like I can totally see that, and I don't even think it was. And I mean, like, I don't think that River's writing is the greatest. Like, not the greatest character. Like, I don't like Pan Am's was way more heartbreaking. Um, like where Pan Am is so upset that she like moved, like she's she moved on, like she you can't. She
3: like deleted her. her phone number.
2: Yeah, she's gone.
0: Well, yeah, well, you get the text messages initially where she, I like, she texting, like, you know, V, pick up, like, something's wrong with Saul or, or something like that, you know, something's going down. I need you to pick up right now. And obviously you're in a coma, so you don't pick, like, you don't answer. And you just get, like, a flurry of text messages and be like, well, fuck you anyway. You know, why, do, why does this always happen to me? Like, sorry, I didn't really mean it. Can you just pick up, okay? Well, okay, fine. Well, fuck you. Like, I don't even need you anyway. And you're just like breeding this second hand and you're like ow ow damn good shit yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: and I don't know if it's like before or after this but keep in mind like it's like Reed is telling you about how your opportunities here are like you can work for the agency which you've already like full committed in your mind is like and there's been lines about it already is like just like total failure for him and you're like oh it's embarrassing for you to end up here and he's like but you could end up here you know and so it's like you can't do anything everyone's leaving you and then your outcome is like i guess i could just go to the farm of state basically like which is the agency and like i could so it's just your prospects are also disappearing not to mention your relationships just just everything everything is disappearing mm-hmm. so I'm, i didn't mean to interrupt like the talking about more people i'm sure there's more people that that interact with you but i just wanted to say like also like there's that too of like he's like i can give you this and it just feels so unsatisfying like, you could have a desk job being, like, essentially a receptionist or something. Just after after all this. I am
3: curious for you, Zoe. How did uh, Judy's phone call hit? Because for male V, since you don't romance her, it's, like, kind of sad that she's, like, moved out of Night City. But it was still overall, like, happy and, like, good for her. But I imagine it hits different for you.
0: Yeah. Um. It, it was... It was, like... I think it was bittersweet Mm -hmm. like it was kind of one of those things like to be expected but bittersweet where yeah you she picks up and you can just be like hey hey jude's like really nice to see you like listen like i was in a coma for two years and she's like shit are you serious and you know like yeah i'm gonna come back into night city like you know i'm like going to get you know going to you know I'm I'm ready for us to like you know pick back up and she she says like a very distant like well I'm really happy that you're going to do that for yourself to which then you can respond and say like that sounds like there's no us anymore right. to which and then she's like yeah listen V like I moved out of Night City I'm in Pennsylvania I'm married I'm really happy out here and like I don't want to be reminded of i like I don't want to go back to Night mm-hmm. City. I'm not going back there. Which it's like, yeah, so it's like bittersweet. It's like to be expected. I, I think Pan Am's is definitely more devastating. Like even when you don't romance her, just because it's it's Scorpion. Wait is it Scorpion talking to you? But is that his name?
3: Uh Mitch. I don't know.
0: Mitch. Scorpion died.
2: I forgot that. <laughs> but um Scorpion
0: Mitch, from Mitch Gear. No,
2: Get over there. here! No, I, know. <laughs> because I, was, I was like, I know I rode Scorpion's motorcycle for a long time. I think that means he's probably dead. But I was, I couldn't yeah that yes. enough. Yeah.
3: In this game, if no, you yeah, have Scorpion was the other dead. other chin. I mean,
0: that's for how it goes. Probably. Yeah. Jackie's exactly. arch. <laughs> yeah. Scorpion's motorcycle. Sorry, it, it should be called new. Scorpion Sting. But-
1: <laughs> that would have been
0: good. But yeah, I mean, like, just the fact that, like, Mitch, like, answers, and Mitch is happy to see you, and you can be like, yo, can I can I talk to Pan Am? Like, she's really worried about me, and he's like, listen, you know, she doesn't want to talk to you, like... I'm happy to see you and you're like, me too, Mitch, but also where's Pan yeah. Am?
2: <laughs> oh I think I've it's seen so really. a lot of YouTube thumbnails and I'm hoping to <laughs> see exactly. that one yeah.
1: more time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 21 new mods you're and like, oh, you're like, oh,
2: Mitch, just tell me what she's wearing though.
1: <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, how does it stay on her chest like that with a clear emptiness in the middle without wavering in Oh, that's in the just wind? tape,
2: bro. You just tape That's just tape. Yeah, you just walk around
1: with tape. Yeah, double-sided double tape. tape, dude. Easy. Honestly, why aren't we doing that? Um, But like, there's a really... So okay, this is devastating, but it is I think another example of just really, really well written, well written for their intention. Mm-hmm. Like it's like there isn't one way this could work, but when you feel the trend here, the trend is like, if you disappear, it's like it's the people closest to you that get hurt the most, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the people like you know Victor is like happy to see you because he doesn't give a fuck, and you don't give a fuck either. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I mean, and that's why Mitch is happy as you, I assume I didn't get that. I listen, I no one called me. Well um, it's kinda um, like a whatever. <laughs> you know,
3: he's like he's kinda more like, Hey, I'm like I'm happy that you're like alive and doing all right, but you know, that's like pretty much the as far as like the pleasantries go.
1: Got it. Yeah, and like I think it, with uh with With who? Mitch. With, with Victor? With Mitch. Yeah, 'cause oh, with he's basically Mitch. like, yeah.
3: you know, glad that you're alive and that you're doing like okay relatively, I guess. Um, but he's like, yeah, you know, you, what happened? He's like, I don't really blame you. You know, of course, obviously, but you know, what happened with Pan Am? It broke her, and honestly, like for her and for you, it's best if you stop trying to call her and just move on. Yeah, and you're just like, well, fuck me,
1: and you're like, one <laughs> more new pick for the road. Yeah, Pan please,
3: Am, or? I'll even take yours, Mitch.
0: <laughs> 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 just, just, Straight fire what is uh did anyone what is care did anyone have carrie i i didn't progress carrie's storyline so i never got that is carrie's, carrie's like
4: touring you up and he doesn't have time for you
2: yeah mm. carrie's is like not okay. i mean it's not carrie is a character too it's like not the most impactful he's a vibe
1: he had a really impactful T-pose, <laughs> if I recall correctly, in the original version of the game in his house, but...
2: I mean, look, like, he's got actually a great side quest, a bunch of K-pop girls, where mine glitched out, and he was just infinitely um, of for a They're Japanese, you picture. fucking
1: racist.
2: <laughs> a bunch of J-pop girls.
3: There was an impactful yeah. moment when McCoy, like, crashed his car outside of his house and backed up traffic for, like, three days. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> I remember that. Hey, that was impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so okay yeah it's i uh, did dude, dude i i we are gonna we explain the story beats and the story beats hurt but the excruciating pace of this it's so fucking slow it's so fucking deliberate it's so fucking long and it's so fucking devastating
2: yeah and by the time you figure out that no one will call me, call you back, I was like, "Cool, so they can roll the credits now." Like, I don't need to see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like make you ride back into Night City and Delamain and you go, and it's it's fine. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about how this one ends. To be totally no, honest. No, I think it's
1: really great. Like, you like the ending. It still keeps well, it going. You're like, please just stop.
2: I, I, they are- well, I know
1: you want it to stop because it hurts. But in in terms right. of like if.
2: You
0: want off of the emotional devastation roller coaster. You're like, can
1: someone unplug me like I just did for Songbird? Like, you know, it's just like, but, but like, no. And then like, so then it's, it's the parallel of that too, by the way, of like, this is the life that is it worth living, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that question and you're seeing it in your character. Um, but, and but. I was
0: killing, well, like. Well, you even look at yourself. Go ahead. Like, you just look at yourself in the mirror. Right. At least mm-hmm. I did you as hair. I'm like walking around calling people and I like. Yeah, go to look in the mirror to see what I look like. And, yeah, it's a a buzz cut, which I don't know how impactful that is for a male V as much, but, like, as female V, where I had my nice, like, electric blue and pink locks, like,
2: it was... It was jarring for me, but I didn't
3: notice (laughs) that until the very end of that section, the
1: cutscene. Right. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's me? (laughs) (laughs) You end up looking like an emaciated, like cellmate sort of almost like uh what like jack or something from mass effect you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like that sort of like mm-hmm. been tortured oh, emaciated. Uh-huh. i mean it's not quite that but you have to understand too like
0: i mean i think you look like a yeah. cancer patient yeah like, it looks like you're going through chemo kind of, yeah. or something and you
1: basically are like the thing is okay so like i i i don't think this would have been as insanely impactful for me, just personally as a human being, if I wasn't cosplaying a character who has such an iconic look with her hair and has a specific hairstyle in this game that is made for her, the character mm-hmm. that I'm cosplaying. So to see that removed, it's just it. I felt like I was because actually connected to how devastating that was. You can't Be
2: the Kill Bill lady anymore?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're yeah with because because you aren't. Are because you aren't. You can't do. Your no, you aren't your the Kill Bill lady anymore. Throwing, like, it's all gone. Yeah, and so like actually, like it's one of those things where I was looking at that like. Dude, if I had just been playing, like, male character I made look all right, (laughs) like I normally do in these (laughs) games, it's like it would have been one thing and it wouldn't have been great. But because I was playing an iconically powerful character, it really did hit Mm -hmm. pretty hard. Um, And it just, that's the thing, like, this game, it, like, hit its notes a lot of the time in a way that just felt it's a unmistakable quality like to to feel the other side of your character creation and your wardrobe customization and all that hurt you here when they take it away and i don't mean like when they put you in a fucking green snakeskin fucking suit for the dance
2: did not like that
1: <laughs> you know what i, I mean? had my own dress
2: picked out <laughs> yeah me bullshit. too
0: i was very upset that's fucking <laughs>
1: hilarious um I actually for what it's worth also had an outfit picked out it was neon yellow kill bill cosplay (laughs) (laughs) which i thought would have been acceptable for all scenarios but yeah no so like it yeah it totally hit and i don't think it would have as much it would have hit but it wouldn't have hit as much um but then they're like okay let's go back into night city and and while you might want off the emotional train it is an amazing sequence still there's no brakes on this train yeah like, because what they do is they take you back. So Delavane's been reset for some reason. That, that's story related, which is fine. Um, but he doesn't really know you. And then you also get a text
0: message. Oh, he he knows you if, you, if you've if you done yeah. that quest line.
1: Oh, right. So. Mm-hmm. so he doesn't know me. Yeah. But, but but it's weird because I'm telling him that I know him. So that was like a really weird interaction. My character's going, oh, you would have known me I if you hadn't been reset. So I was like, oh, all right. Um, But anyways, like, he's... Which makes it really weird because he gives you like the perfect alcohol too, like
2: you asked him to get that for you.
1: I did. Mm-hmm. I asked him to get me that. Yeah, for sure.
2: That's what I thought from the dialogue. It sounds yeah. like you like ordered it basically.
1: Okay, okay. Um, mm-hmm. but either way, like you're driving into the city, and in this DLC, they've sort of finally realize that they should do like slow drives through the city mm-hmm. to impactful moments like it's way better than like having me drive 150 and dying like it's so they're like slow driving you through the city and keep in mind there's a previous text message you got in the sea of other text messages from people that's just saying like your, your rent hasn't been paid so you've been evicted and you're thinking you know whatever basically it doesn't matter i'm the god character of this game i'm rich whatever nothing matters but then it's like as you just slowly drive through night city and delamain's talking to you about it you sort of see things just kind of going on you feel so detached from it or at least i did it. like it feels like so different coming back and i don't know all the pieces that they did to make that happen but it definitely happens. like you're turning on the news and you're like hearing shit that just like is going down and like there's the world has continued and in this sort of creepy you've been in a coma way um and then you're like yeah there's a dialogue option like yo take me back to my place though before we like go to see victor um and they're like sure yeah delima's like absolutely oh wait you don't have a house and like then even though you knew that from the text message it just it just sinks in like it's just so sad, so sad like it just feels so bad um so then they drop you off like at the place basically which used to be like Misty Shop, so you're like you're getting in there and you're confused because it just looks so much more corporate and like you're where like wait Victor's like a part of this or is he? Yeah, in the now Facebook it's a Zeta Facebook? Tech Clinic.
0: because well, yeah, mm-hmm. Air- yeah, I was gonna say Arasaka like skipped town, yeah. right? Mm. And uh, as a result, like did militech like militech completely took over or something if i remember
2: correctly maybe yeah i think it was essentially like arasaka and... left and so other other like major players have stepped up and filled in the corporate gaps
1: yeah and like you can like hate arasaka all you want but like they have some level of positive influence also on the city and they try to show that here a little um but so then yeah you're just like like it's just one of those moments of like when you go to your hometown and you drive through and like your favorite shop isn't there like it just doesn't feel the same like like misty shop is an iconic point and like remember the lookout when you 180 in misty shop and there's just like people dancing nude like in the fucking shop (coughs) across the way like it's a very iconic place um and then you connect that right to like also jackie too which like it's clearly a connection point that you already had so just all this is just feeling very weird um And then you walk basically up to this and you meet these like two thugs and they are just sort of like, I think in the first instance they're just talking to each other and you sort of like get like grabbed into their conversation and keep in mind you're like absolutely emaciated and crippled and stuff, but you're still like, like you the human being is still like holding the mouse and keyboard, which might as well be the weapon of a thousand suns or so it has felt to you the whole game. And so then they some make some remarks about whatever, and maybe you guys can fill me in on what that is, um or maybe not, but either way, like you end up just basically at least for me in my cosplay, it's like you make you have some badass line about like the way things are, like you know like they're talking about the city and you're just like make some badass line about it, like you really know like you've you've been through it, you fucking get it, and they're like, who the fuck are you? you know like you just you you realize you're like kind of they're night they? city people and they hate corpo people,
4: mhm,
1: mm and so they think you're Corpo because you're going into this fucking place even though you're not although I technically was um,
3: yeah but, and I think I'd made the same selection as you McCoy but you make some Okay. I think it's like the cool option or whatever but you make some common when they're like yeah I'm from Night City and you're like cool that entitles you to a shitty childhood and an early death
1: <laughs> yeah and they're like oh fuck you but it's like it's true though and it, like, it, it comes from such a place of like your experience with this city and they're just looking at you like fuck you like, all right. And so you go in, right? And you fucking realize Mr. Shop's not there. And then you go and you see Victor. His shop's different. It has a logo for like Zeta Tech on it. He's wearing an apron that's different. And it just it's such
0: Yeah, they have protocols. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> protocols
1: and you're like he's like, I can't drink on the job anymore, which like is a hilarious moment where you're like, dude, I wish you could drip like drink on the job while you like operate on my body. Mm-hmm. Um like it's just like a really fire like you know, the right thing is that he should be drinking on the job, but it is hilarious to think about that for the implications of what it is. But yeah. So then it's just like, he's like, yeah, and he's the only one optimistic really like we can fix you. Like just come on down. Like we'll do better than, than they did this. Fuck fuck the government. They're not that good. And he like scans you after you sort of are sitting there like, Whoa, things are fully changed. And he's kind of like, no, I'm adapting. Like I'm still here. And here's what still here looks like. You know what I mean? And you're seeing that, like, this is what still here looks like. And that's why there's, I think, a, probably a bittersweetness to the people who jumped down. Because it's like, because like, Misty jumps down, too. And it's like, they maybe escaped when they needed to. Because he's back here, but it doesn't feel good to see him here.
0: I mean, like, he's he's miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those things where it, it doesn't look like he's going to hold out long. But he he needs to, to survive.
1: Yeah exactly exactly and so then he scans you right and he's like no man like i i can't i can't do anything for you i thought i could i, I could try this it probably kills you try this it probably kills you i don't think this is gonna make sense and then you're kind of done almost but just in this perfectly not quite done way some you know pompous corporal asshole like what was in is like i need my fucking insane weaponry installed or i need you to look at some glitch or who the fuck knows and he's just like hey man like you know, personal business, like, give us a moment. Such a, like, you know, human beings would recognize that there's a human moment happening here. And I would just appreciate you to come back tomorrow. And they're like, fuck you. Like, corporate.
2: You're on retainer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is it.
1: We own you. In the most corporate way. We own you. Like, fuck you. And so then you get to just be like, well, I was going anyways. In this just sort of, like, trying to solve the situation for Victor, but just realizing just how sad it is. You know? as you like get up and leave mm-hmm. and on your way out those fucking people that you like gave that badass line to or maybe you said something different it's like they then just like come back and and basically just mug you which is a moment that like recall back and I know I keep making this comparison but recall back to like you're in dogtown and you go to the bottom of the elevator and someone says password and you just go what? And then you kill everyone in a 40 mile radius, right? It's like these two basic NPC characters mug you. And, yeah, you and your prime, no you could have killed these people in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One shot. Like it would not have been nothing. You could have probably two for one, these guys. And you could have like literally like, done anything you wanted you could have turned off their eyes you could have short-circuited their brain you could have fucking cut their head off you could have shot their head off you could have cut each leg off individually in an instant before they pull their gun but instead they just mug you and it's like it all of a sudden if you've been starting to feel this the whole time but you just get sucked absolutely into your place in night city which is no longer this god above it but rather like a weak if anything, player in it. Like, you're, you're more, like, I would say worse than just a person on the street. Like, you're nothing. And so to me, I tried to, like, defuse the situation by, by paying him the money. And if you do that, by the way, you pay him the money. You're like, here, have the money. I'm probably rich. I don't really know. I haven't seen a number, but I, let's just not fight. They're like, they smile and they goes, like, oh, thanks for that. As if to be like, oh, this is over. And then he just punches you square in the face and you just, just, collapse fall blood everywhere down the stairs like it's just oh it's just if video games are a power fantasy this is the opposite and it's oh Mm
3: -hmm. i played johnny in that role for mccoy where after mccoy did that and got his ass beat i was like oh mccoy Mm -hmm.
1: well i didn't think attack (laughs) was gonna work
3: I mean, it doesn't, but it doesn't mean you have to give them your fucking I mean, money, my man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought giving my money. It's, the,
0: my it's the same outcome yeah. regardless. I think I did like the, the, the skill check for uh, tech. Like it's the 20, you know, the level 20 tech thing where I threatened to short circuit them in hopes that they'd back off. And they wait for you to do it, which of course you can't. Mm. And uh, they punch you.
1: And it's just, it's, it's just, dude, these guys are nothing. Like, they're nothing compared to what you were, and yet you are nothing compared to them. They they actually strike fear into your heart. And, like, I can't believe... Like, I think this is, like, a, a real moment for the developers and for Night City and for this lore, for Cyberpunk. Because we were, you know, Superman on this game. Like, especially with the new skill trees they added, and it was so cool and, like, all the things you could do. But this is cyberpunk do you know what i mean it's different than your superman it's like you're gonna get mugged on the street and you should be afraid that is just not a feeling that i think they were able to articulate much in this game despite as much as it fits the universe so they were able to land it here and yes it is also devastating and yes you also went off the train but it really like
0: well like and well and i i think it also like it's just a parallel to like when you are at full strength and you go around and if you do like NCPD scanner stuff and you see those like pathetic NPCs that are getting victimized by these people who have and these victims have no chrome or anything and they look pretty pathetic and then you realize like you are now the NPC who is pathetic getting picked on
1: yeah and so then you
0: Except no one's coming in with mantis blades to help. Yeah, like
1: no one's doing it. Like it's just, you just realize, like, and you kind of, you, you need someone to come in. Like that feeling of needing, so we didn't need, like, okay, remember in Starfield when they're like, you can pay 20,000 credits and then we'll help you with the ship battle or we'll help you. And I mean, the ship battle is one thing. I might have actually needed help, but like, we'll help you with like the boarding afterwards. I'm like, I, what's the option where you don't even show up? Cause you'll just get in my way. Like I am God. Like I, <laughs> I will strike fear in everyone. Like there is no reason I would ever need your help under any circumstances. You are annoying to me. And in this moment, you need the crazy cyber psycho Batman person that you were to come in and like save you. And it's just, Oh, so then you're on the ground. You're just like feeling sorry for yourself and maybe bloody, and then you see this person who looks very different, but is Misty. And she comes of she's like, oh, shit, like, what's up? And you have this like conversation with her about her skipping town. And so I, I do wonder the similarities with, with Judy, but it's definitely like the people who left like have their own lives and they feel very like good about it. But it's, it's, it's you that hasn't gotten there yet with them. Like, it's hard. It's hard to have these conversations with them. This this Misty conversation, I thought, was was pretty hard. Because, um, yeah. like, okay, it's been a long time since Jackie for her, right? And you you do, as a human being, want her to, like, move on. But the thing is, you don't know where she's going. So if she moves on in a totally reasonable way from her position, you no longer have any overlap with her. Like, she moves on from you, in essence, too. And so it's like you're just sitting there like both happy and sad I don't know I'm I'm just sort of explaining it all but this just it was it was a lot dude different haircut from her different vibe just different different everything like it was it was kind of scary
0: well yeah it was I mean I think that conversation and it might have been this might have been because my my Playthrough was so broken up between like starting in February, where it's like predominantly like misty content, and then not like interacting with her much um, since then. But it's like you know, you you kind of, you know, you you kind of are reminded of the fact that you know you feel hard done by the city with now your you know sorry predicament, and you look at her though, and she has been just as hard done by. Mm Um, You know, she herself has no uh, cyberware. You know, by her own volition. You know, for her at least, it though it's a choice, but doesn't necessarily mean her life has been. I want you to know, Zoe was even longer
3: for Um, me. For me, I hadn't talked to her since twenty twenty.
2: Yeah, that's (laughs) the same for me. I didn't recognize her. I had no idea who she was.
1: All right, Gabe, this is a really weird comparison point. Misty reminded me a lot of your mom. (laughs) Interesting. I, I think it's, like, it might be because one time I went on a hike with your mom and she picked up a rock off the ground and she was, like, do you know this is a powerful crystal? And I was, like, interesting. Like, just, like, <laughs> like, which was so, such a fire memory. Thank you so much for that, um world. But, like, it's just funny because, like, cause like, she is, like, that. When you put it that way, yeah, I can definitely see that. She's, like, very spiritual. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a spiritual connection. But also, like, if you think of, like, this is partly the story of, of California and her generation, too. Which is like, there was a place for the spiritual people, and there still is, but it's under threat because the spiritual people, especially like this type, the Misty is, which is like okay, not th- the the last version. The last conversation was more the one I recognized for your mom, but like the previous Misty is more just like full in the spiritual she'll just say like crazy shit about tarot cards like the whole time that's mostly it yeah and you're just like how are you a productive member of society and like that's a question you can ask at this time but you go well it worked out for you and then you fast forward later and you're like oh it didn't work out for you or at least you then had to do something different like you had to abandon this like pure spirituality and go for something practical too and find the hybridization of it and so that development in her character i think like Hit a lot because it just felt like there wasn't room for her like more maybe natural element and and I I, I think that comparison to was less perfect for all of this I just it was a small reminding I think it was about the crystals but but I mean do you, did you feel that at all the like sort of California spiritualism story of like you know things things changing in one direction like over a lifetime because I feel like all the people I talk to from where we grew up, would, like, talk about this.
3: Like, oh, definitely. I mean, I think you can... It doesn't have to be just a California thing. I think a lot of people feel that way, too. But, yeah, especially yeah. for California. It makes sense, also, since uh, Night City is in California. But...
4: Oh. oh
1: I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> Damn, McGuire. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, they talk about it, but these things don't make any sense. To, is This is different than, like, like, a Fallout thing that's, like it just feels like unrecognizable to me. So it just, it feels like it's in fantasy land. And then people sell stories of like, I went, I moved to fucking Nevada. And you're like, where the fuck is Nevada compared to that? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Cause like Night city is just so its own, but yeah.
3: Well, that's why, yes. So, that's why the NUSA was there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It is. It was also interesting. I mean, even outside of this DLC, like through the whole game, it was interesting seeing her, be just a stark contrast to literally everything else about night city. Yeah. She's very like, uh, very spiritual, very like down to earth when everyone else is talking about corporations and money and getting all of their humanity removed via cyber implants.
1: Yeah. And in a way it's like maybe good for her to not be there anymore.
3: I mean to it's be similar with Judy. And mm-hmm. like she was saying that she wanted to get out of Night City because she was done with it. And she finally did.
1: When you like, listen, we've had our fun in Cyberpunk and it's a cool place to be, but I would just make the case that if you take it from the angle of should you be in Night City or not, I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would not mm-hmm. choose to live in Night City if given the option. Um, if possible. And so then when the characters are sort of like i wanted to leave you're kind of like
0: no don't leave night city that's where I-
1: wait actually yeah maybe wait hold on can i leave
0: <laughs> yeah misty's like i'm gonna go to europe and i'm like yeah, I for, real. I'm yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah for real you're saying i'm gonna go live in a forest in poland you're like oh sick yeah um uh, yeah i mean night city very much comes across as like just a like cranked up version of like L.A., New York, and, like, Vegas all rolled into one, where it's, like, people go to these cities to try to, like, strike it rich or make it big. But, boy, do you see all of the people there that weren't able
1: to achieve that. And then, like, the corporations. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And And then, basically, like, this game just, after that conversation with her, she gets in a car. You don't want her to go. She goes... That last bit of familiarity, just leaves, and you're on the street, in a crosswalk, just walking past random NPCs. You know that that one male NPC who's just wearing a long <laughs> T-shirt and nothing else, or like a long light like, sports jersey, and the ones wearing like a else, weird and, face mask. Yeah, and like, and but you just you become another you face become in the crowd. One,
2: yeah, you become yeah. one of the NPCs.
1: A fate worse than death. <laughs> and one and one of the weaker ones to be honest and it just like as the familiarity fades and you just become one of the npcs it is it's just it's fucked up bro like it is just Mm
4: -hmm. i
1: i can't believe how many video games even if they don't do a good job of it like try to sell you this narrative of like you started somewhere and now you're here it's like all rpgs in the face of the universe everything
3: now imagine you're me you play the game you play the first ending it's like three in the morning. Then you Mm -hmm. play and go for the second ending back-to-back, and it's like 5 in the morning, and you've just lost everything in your life of what it means to be human and mentally well.
0: Gabe, when you put it in that context, I completely understand your That's exactly why I was just...
3: I try to be vague because I don't want to spoil things, but to you guys, I was like, just...
1: Take care of yourselves. (laughs) Yeah, no, because this motherfucker is posting all these like beautiful vistas on the Discord of like he's by the water and like, look, I found a sea lion friend, and Mm -hmm. like all this shit is happening. And I'm like, this is a lot of character for Gabe. I wonder what's going on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this ending is what's going on.
1: (laughs) This ending all night. Let me tell you, brother, I was fucked up, (laughs) dude. And that's the thing. Like, I must say, Gabe. Like, I thought this is a small side tangent, but I, I thought so much about what experiences you can have at what time and like as the structure of my life for the most part it's like I would be playing this game on an afternoon I wouldn't be playing this game at 3 in the morning but I must imagine that at 3 in the morning with perfect silence for the world like the absolute just intensity of the aloneness it fucking of that it's different brother. dude <laughs> that's what I'm saying that's the best time to experience this honestly I kind of believe that. Like for real. It
2: does feel like a 3 a.m. game.
1: It does. Especially with that kind of ending, yeah. Cause like the morning is like hope and productivity and like, you know, peace. But the night is like the night is haunting. And it can be like a positive way, but damn, if it's if it's directed in this way. Oh.
0: Yeah. I know, I I was very glad that Gabe had played this ending and was on standby. So when I finished that ending, I could just immediately message him being like, help.
1: Send relevant memes, send Johnny memes. Right. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of discussion.
0: What have I done?
1: Yeah. And let me tell you, I also,
3: the next day, then spent an entire therapy session with my therapist talking about this (laughs) DLC.
1: That's yeah. fucking fire, dude. It was it's honestly pretty like
3: awesome. awesome. <laughs> but That's awesome It was really funny mm-hmm. just like sitting there and just having like an not an out-of-body experience, but like just kind of thinking to myself while being present in that situation be like, I'm spending an entire therapy session. We normally talk about other stuff like real life stuff, but I'm talking about a <laughs> fucking video game. Yeah. yeah. And that has got to be a powerful testament to this it was game. and and my to my you know to her credit my therapist loved it and had a great time like talking about it with me and learning about it and then like that's fucking also awesome. but she was very quick to be like oh yeah
1: i see the parallels to your own life and i was like Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: well
1: but i was i must say that like from the therapist standpoint i would imagine your typical therapist would i'm not gonna say like get off to this but like yes like that's like yeah. what that is what a therapist <laughs> is like, like oh there's a deep connection with the story you found in this video game like
4: Oof. exactly
2: and how did that make you oh she feel? was broken
1: was she yeah as you,
2: no one can see this but mccoy is currently rubbing his nipples
1: <laughs> thank you elena for that You're welcome this is an audio you can tell podcast. by the way that mccoy was breathing
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> gabe's like one nipple rubbing, maybe two. Like, <laughs> sorry, let me say I that. I can different. tell by the audio the ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. One nipple rubbing, maybe two. <laughs> yeah.
4: Counterclockwise.
1: Counterclockwise, swift. <laughs> His shirt is standing up. Yeah. Fire references. Um, it's it, Yeah, I mean, just fuck, dude. Like. Yeah, the,
2: I hated this ending.
1: Yeah, it was rough.
2: <sighs> it was yeah. So Gabe, what? It it was it just a horrifying ride
0: that I had my hands in front of my face for. And I think, like, the minute that the credits rolled, like, I pressed escape and immediately, like, reloaded yeah. my save. I'm and
4: safe like, here. Okay, this is
1: my so safe we're space. Okay, so are going back
0: there again. You
1: put your life back to, like, normal, yeah. <laughs> I
0: so- think, yeah. Jo- like, I saved right where Johnny was in front of me. I reload, Johnny's in front of me. I'm like, oh, thank God, Johnny. I had the worst <laughs> <Yeah>. nightmare.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, like, one of the things I hated about it so uh, that for me, I disliked so much. Like I knew very quickly that I hated the ending, but then I had to play out. Like it's a long; it goes on for a long time after you yeah, figure out you absolutely. don't want it in your life. Um, and it just keeps getting worse. So,
1: just keeps getting worse.
2: Zero <laughs> out of ten. Did not enjoy.
1: Yeah, it's so. Then Gabe, let me ask you this, right? Like, because when you were like, "Hey, like this shit was crazy," dog. In different words, I'm sure, um but not so different. Um. I was like, I didn't actually understand at this point that there was another ending to the main game. Because, like, keep in mind, like, we've been talking about it on this whole podcast. It's, like, sort of confusing when you're, like, the ending to the DLC, the ending to the game. Like, what's the ending we're talking about? And so, you were talking about, I guess, just both back-to-back. Because, right? Because I was playing the, like, DLC ending, and I was like, this is impactful. But I don't really, like, all the way to what game was saying, like, I was sort of, like, a little confused. Like, hmm. Yeah, there is a lot to be said for the sort of sacrifice here and his connection to Songbird. Because, song Gabe, listen, my psychologist side was just deeply trying to understand your feelings as I was playing through the ending of this. You know what I mean? So it's like every time <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, okay, so Gabe's probably connecting to this part. Don't oh, you think? did we
2: not all do did that? Did we not all? <laughs> yes, I played this out originally as I thought Gabe would play it out because I was trying to understand because Gabe finished this game before all of us and was like, "Yo, you guys." So I like definitely chose options and I was like, Gabe would definitely do this. I'm gonna do this, and then I think you know, yeah, Hmm. I think we all did that. I'm so blessed to have you all as
1: friends. (laughs) (laughs) You could feel seen today. Um, but yeah, like it's just so just it was interesting because I was a little puzzled and I was like, damn, like the songbird ending is powerful, but the devastation that he speaks of, like there's another element here, either that's deeper in his soul that I haven't seen yet or understood yet. I'll have to talk to you about it. And then when I saw this ending, I was like, Oh, is it possible this had some element? Yeah. <laughs> like, like this was part of it. Too. <laughs> yeah. Cause like uh. with
3: the songbird ending, I, it was bittersweet and it definitely like hurt a bit, but ultimately, like I mentioned before, it's like that honorable kind of hurt, but ultimately I felt like right. good about that choice. And then I was like, well, now I got to experience the other ending. And Mm -hmm. I did that one. So it's like, I'm crushed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am now dead inside. (laughs) I must kind of cryptically warn my friends
2: (laughs) that they also may become dead (laughs) inside.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, I don't think I like. I don't think I've said, like, I hate that so many times in a given, like, hour of gameplay before, where just every single thing, I was just like, hate that. Yeah. Yep. I had a feeling. I was better. like, I know these
3: yeah. endings are probably going to be, like, bittersweet, because that's kind of like how the majority of the other endings were. um. But I was expecting a little bit more sweetness in the bitter, but this was, like, a drop yeah. of sweetness in a sea of bitter.
1: It was really just bitter like yeah. you honestly yeah. at least this the ending to the main game is even the just kind of like bitter.
2: hopeful message from misty is like because missy tries to be like you're gonna like be okay like you just have to like learn how to live this new life maybe i'll be a fixer and like yeah like there's still options for you and you're like kind but like you also know it's not real like v can't become a fixer you can't have a fixer who's completely impotent like that's not gonna work Hmm. you think mr hands can survive with like no ability to defend himself like that's not how you rise to the top as a fixer that's not possible
3: yeah i think the best Um, option for v is to take that desk job in langley
2: Yeah, or, like, go live in a forest Mm -hmm. in Poland, which maybe is the actual, but, like, Mm -hmm. there are, I don't know, I'm, like, optimistic maybe to a fault in terms of, like, people being able to turn their lives around, but, like, I mean, it's pretty fucked.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's very cyberpunk, man. I don't know. It's, like, this is the game for, I hate that. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is the game for that. This is but the game. But it's funny
2: because the base game endings weren't quite like that. As I feel like the DLC endings did a way, I guess, better job.
1: Yeah.
4: Right. Of
2: making your choices like, I mean, not that any of the endings in the base game were like great. This is a wonderful ending. Like everything's been solved. But these endings all hit, I think, much harder. Um, and are it sounded like
0: James's Arasaka ending was pretty. That one was pretty bad. You know. Yeah. I hate yeah. that. True,
2: I forgot about that
0: yeah. one.
1: What was
3: that one? That's the one where you go into space to Arasaka's space station thing, and you like try to do like this myriad of like tests to try to like become healthy enough for them to remove the chip from you, hmm. uh, and then they do, and but you're like slowly deteriorating, hmm. and so your ultimate options become either. Have your personality put onto an engram chip and saved in Makoshi, like the soul prison, essentially.
2: Mm-hmm. To like then happen to Johnny.
3: Yeah. So then maybe down the road, once they can put that on into a new body, you can have that happen, or you just go back to Earth and live for like another year until you die. Damn, it's like super they, long and yeah. super soul crushing. Yeah,
2: And I remember when we played the base game, we were like, okay, so that's, like, maybe the ending. That's, like, not the real ending, but, like, James got, like, a hard-hitting ending, you It's, know? like, the
3: bad ending.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's also, like, Arasaka yeah. wins everything. This is, okay, so I understand now. So that's what it is. So, so that, if you guys know Warheads, the, like, sour candy. Okay, yeah. It's, like, you know how it's, mm-hmm. like they had like the first set of warheads and it's like maybe yellow or something was like the worst one. And it was Mm -hmm. like, you'd put it on your tongue as a kid and you'd be like, Oh, it burns, but I'm like so hardcore. That's like the Arasaka ending where it's like, you're just, it it hurts. So, Bad, but like you're gonna get through it, and it's like clearly the bad ending, but like you got it. And then this, they released like the like black cherry one or whatever the like intense, it like
2: just eats a hole through your tongue. Yeah,
1: it's basically like the you know, sort of like (laughs) black ranger, white ranger, power ranger thing, where it's like you had the first set and they were cool, but now there's like the one on top, bro, that's like even more intense. It's like that. So, this is like if the other ending is the bad ending, this is like the the I don't even know the word devastating ending, like the worst ending. That were still ending so
0: i mean i just think it was funny because i i remember it wasn't a it wasn't a like majority opinion at the time but i just remember a lot of the co- uh, like there were many complaints i saw at the time where people were upset that there was not an ending where v like lives well and yeah. I just I laugh now because I feel like CD Projekt Red <laughs> like took you fuckers in, want it we what like, you can't.
1: Can't. Sure. Sure go bitches <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it's just like you live but at what cost like you can't have like the best of all worlds I actually love
1: that so much because keep my think about the pressure they were under with this DLC to like make good and to give everybody mm-hmm. what they wanted and yet in this way they compromised nothing for their vision like narratively nothing Mm -hmm. and it's such a brilliant understanding from them of like we fucked up parts of the game design we fucked up parts of the coding we fucked up parts of the immersion but we did not fuck up the writing like our writers are not bad i mean maybe there was things we could have done better and it was harder to make it good make it on this and the design of this game and maybe it was too big and whatever but but they just believed in their writers to be like cuz if if you said in a boardroom, okay, we really fucked up this game. We want to make good on it. So can we give them what they want? The ending where like everything works out mm-hmm. and it's like I know it's hard, but it's like the golden ending. Can we give it to them? And it's like like you've said, "No, they had the fucking audacity to be like fuck you." And uh it's powerful. Like it, it's it feels creatively the opposite of bankrupt. Creatively full.
0: Um Yeah, I was going to say like I I I reserved myself a long time ago to seeing, you know, V as a tragic hero. um, Like, in that, the whole, it's the whole experience of, like, trying to live as much of life as possible before V passes away. Like, that seemed, like, the most canon to me. You are on this wild adventure to become a legend and die a legend. um, And so... Yeah, I like like I feel like even if they did try to wrap something up in a bow of like you live and Johnny's with you and you guys just live a lovely <laughs> duo life together, retired and you know retired in some nice little apartment and you're a legend forever and your lover's still with you and you get married and have a couple kids, like I'd look at that and just laugh and be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, like Last really? of
1: Us Two, like scene on the hill. <laughs> you know what i mean with Before like the golden field realize, yeah, yeah exactly sorry like,
2: spoilers the last
1: thing. no no just yeah <laughs> i was i felt like it was not spoilers what i was saying no i said the spoiler okay yeah, i yeah, was yeah. apologizing mm-hmm. for myself just it's just similar like <laughs> perfect but what is perfect in these hellish stories you know what i mean there isn't perfect in these hellish stories so it almost feels like when you describe it like that so it feels ridiculous like makes no
0: right like I feel like the people that would be like you know fans of that kind of resolution are like I don't they they don't know good writing I don't know like I, I'll i be competitive for that but um yeah it's just it's definitely just one of those things where I, I think like the the base game endings just make so much sense and so I applaud them for making I guess what people would perceive as being like the best ending of V Living to be such a devastating experience. Yeah. Um, and really make it feel like and, and and we keep on reiterating, but yeah, it's I quickly just pulled up like a, you know, zero gameplay but just all cutscene walkthrough of the new uh ending. It it is an hour Dude. and a half
1: a movie um, bro Yeah, that's
0: how long that experience is and it feels that long <laughs>
1: oh my god it took like my entire sunday was like playing different versions of the dlc yeah. endings that i didn't want because i played the one i wanted <laughs> on saturday and walked away and then on sunday i was like well it's time before the podcast which mm-hmm. i didn't realize i was gonna get sick maybe i got sick emotionally honestly from just literally <laughs> you just it i honestly like my immune system just tanked because i was like well i guess i'm sitting here and i should i should figure out what these other things are so i can be informed on the podcast and i did the three other trees of the like dlc and then i did this and it was like bro this was hours and hours and hours Yeah, i was with you the entire
3: time we were in a discord call for four hours and 40 minutes Oh, it just was long
2: dist- enough that I I left, worked at my parents' farm, and came back and, like, sat and watched at least an hour and a half <laughs> of that. Maybe more.
1: <laughs> so, it was, like, it was fucking crazy. So, yeah. It, I, absolutely. And then I just, okay, sorry. I just really wanted to, I just had this, like, moment of clarity that I wanted to bring up just about the, like, the people that want to know the, they want the happy ending. And it's, like, it's not wrong to want the happy ending. I think we all... To some degree, want the happy ending, but the fact that you want it is what makes the fact that you can't have it so powerful. Just wanted to like clarify that, right? It's, it, it we want it too, bro. The difference is we're not writing on the forums because we know the fact that we can't have it is what makes it.
2: Well, because it's wrong. Like it's like I agree with Zoe. Like it doesn't feel right, and I think too... Like, one thing I realized maybe five minutes into that awful ending is you're, like, saying, you know, as, like, Johnny's looking at Night City for the last time. Like, the moment where I was, like, oh, my God, I don't want this. Get me off this ride. um It's, like, it's against, like, your principles. Like, it just, it's not what you, it's not right. Like, you would never do, I don't know, at least the way that I played the base game, the way I thought about it. Like, that's not right. It's not right to do it this way. So, it's not actually a happy ending.
1: Yeah oh no exactly and there's yeah but it's just it's just a. I don't think i would have gotten here but i i do wonder if someone fully blind playing the game with the dlc for the first time maybe could find themselves thinking ah fuck it this is the cure and just man just like my just imagining them just like fly on the wall of just being like what the fuck is this game <laughs> if that's like the first sort of seed you like fall into mm-hmm. jesus christ Speaking of Jesus Christ, I think it's time to rate this bad boy. No, that didn't what, make sense, but damn, wasn't a good transition.
2: Is oh, Jesus I Christ kind of, like the patient fate of rating or what are we talking about here?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was
0: really trying hard to connect it in my brain of like, excuse me. <laughs> nah, I just
1: dialed in. Um, okay. Uh, fuck. I guess we could consider, I guess Zoe chose this. So she goes last. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Um <laughs> Gabe, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um
3: Yeah, I mean this was a fucking experience, man. Wow. Um I think it probably was impacted quite a bit by me just like going probably a little too hard into it. Um <laughs> And finishing up the whole thing in <laughs> a few days rather than across the weeks that we had originally intended.
1: Um
0: I was gonna say I feel like we're encroaching on like Claire playing Last of Us in thirty six yes. hours. Essentially. Yeah, yes, essentially. Like, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I'm about
1: afraid. that. Wow, there's the similarities are right there.
3: Except I think that's even more of an undertaking <laughs> than me doing this, but
2: Yeah, I mean that was insane. Yeah.
3: Holy hell. Claire oh, was anyway. And they're broken. both devastating. Yeah. Devastating.
2: I remember Claire on that podcast and she was, she was broken. It was she like, she was not okay.
1: I we like telling her, like, <laughs> you don't have to do this. And she was like, I have to do this, but it hurts so much. It's like, damn.
4: Dude.
3: See, for me, it was like, I didn't even intend to do that, but I just got caught up in it. I was like,
4: mm-hmm.
3: yo, this is a pretty good story. I'm intrigued by this. And then just devastation. Um, so that was not the best thing, but. I'm still glad I did it, uh because, as I described it to my therapist and to like everyone I've talked to, like it was emotionally devastating, but I loved every second of it um, mm. like I loved the ride along, even though it was emotionally hurting me um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin like it's yeah. it was I think it was like the the comeback and the send-off that Cyberpunk deserved. Because, um, we know, we all played the base game. I still think the base game was incredible with the story uh, and everything, but, boy, was it rough around the edges, and there was a lot of broken things, stuff missing, yada, yada, yada. We've all heard it before. Um, and it was very interesting to see, like, a game that was so universally despised because of how it released. But then, like, in my opinion, if you actually played through the game and, like, did the endings, I think it was incredible. Um, So it was nice to then have them refine it over the time between when they've released it and between when this DLC came out. But also the big 2.0 update and then to this DLC. Like, it was really cool seeing how they had improved things, changed things around, um, and poured even more uh, love and soul and emotion into this game. Um, And, yeah, I I loved my time with it, and, like, I thought the story was fucking, like, S-tier, man. I think that was great. Um, You know, minor nitpicks here and there, but overall I really loved it.
0: Amaze balls. I thought it was that was cringe. Honestly,
3: you're right. (laughs) Fucking hell, man. Um, But yeah, you know. And I, I don't know how it was for you guys, but it seems like I had more of a buggy experience overall than you guys. But did see quite a few bugs in McCoy's (laughs) playing (laughs) as well.
1: I see you. Uh, Yeah,
3: (laughs) there was a bit of a bit of driving shenanigans that was. Outside of McCoy's control, so I'll give him credit there.
1: Oh, you mean wait? Sorry, the time where I was just driving and I just hit a completely invisible object and blew up. Yeah, and your car like,
3: like flipped over. Yeah, you know. And as much as like, we clown on McCoy for the driving, there are some times when it is not his fault. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for the credit that I deserve in that moment. Yeah, that, the that was all JPL for. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, fuck, I've talked about my praises for this game. I can just go over, like, minor nitpicks. Um, cause I still had my whole list here that I made that I, uh, I didn't talk about, like, the moderate and major things, so those help. like, were more with a story. And I didn't want to spoil things for you guys. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's all, it's all very similar shit. I think the biggest thing for me was that the first time I played the game, um, and I got the first ending with helping Songbird. My two major gripes about that were that a, you know, when you're running through the uh through the airport and you're like getting to the rocket and you're going through all the enemies are shooting at people, if you just kind of like run through all the enemies are just shooting at Songbird, and she's just tanking like. Yes. All these shots yes. while just stumbling <laughs> forward. And I was like, okay, this kind of like ruins the immersion a little up. bit, you know? Yeah.
1: She's like, no, V, I can't make it one more step. And then it's like da, 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 da. She just Yeah, yeah
3: like, she's just taking I like 15 dudes shooting ARs at her, and I'm like, All right, well, you seem to be okay. Um oh, God. And then the other thing that happened was when I got to the very ending was carrying her off of the uh the train the fucking entrance like to the rocket like uh like the 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 fucking um like the walking thing out to the oh i see to the rocket the door was closed and i was like what the <laughs> fuck is this why can uh, the door even be closed and it just it remained closed it wouldn't open so i had to reload the game there um th- wait was th- something
1: like this also oh happened no. i think when i was watching zoe play with the market like the there was like just you know what i mean the door oh, was just yeah. co- I,
0: I walked into the black market and the door was it wasn't shut but it was like open just a crack where my <laughs> body couldn't fit through so i backed up watches <laughs> an npc like walk towards the door and they got through. <laughs> just to five. fuck with you and i was like excuse me yeah
3: yeah it, <laughs> it was, was funny because like i actually host noticed host in like the 2.0.1 update or whatever they actually specifically were like oh yeah the door could accidentally be closed and now we fixed that i was like what the fucking hell man so that was like kind of <laughs> an annoyance because it was like such an impactful scene yeah and I was like oh cool they cyberpunked
1: <laughs> me yes dude that's <laughs> hilarious um, <laughs> never heard that term before <laughs> it's like punked that's awesome exactly um and I've,
3: I've already talked about like my stuff with certain aspects of the game still feeling kind of shallow um but you know other than the, those things I, I already had mentioned in past episodes how their bugs are still there um but Honestly, that's not enough for me to say that, like, this game is not worth playing or, like, to really detract from my enjoyment of the game. Um, I think these things should be called out because I think a lot of people are too willing to skip over these things. But, like, overall, I still incredibly loved this game. Um, and especially this DLC. Uh, and you know, I've played. I've played sad games before, I've watched sad movies, you know, I listen to sad music all the time, but no other Driddle. media,
0: Hashtag sad boy.
3: <laughs> no other media has ever made me have to sit down and have an entire therapy session to talk about it, damn, damn, um, so... Honestly, I had, I had mentioned before the very first episode we did, even when James was still alive before he left us. <laughs> Jesus rest in peace. Um, before, uh, I think before Elena and uh, Zoe came into the call, I was talking to just James and McCoy, and I had mentioned there, yeah. we were just talking and talking casually about this, and I was like, they were like, kind of like asking about it and like inquiring about things. And I was like, oh, honestly, I could just tell you my rating of it right now. Um, and that rating has held firm ever since I first finished it and I'm gonna break the rules here in that mm. A I don't care and B I'm a guest so it doesn't really matter um, <laughs> Damn, I can do what system. I want <laughs> wow. but yeah. dude I'm giving this fucking DLC two gold stars Damn. nothing oh, shit. has fucked me star. up <laughs> like this and <laughs> wow. holy fuck did it fuck me up and holy fuck did i love it so wow. much mm. um and i think it's incredible and i think i think so many people should play it in fact i got matt to come back redownload cyberpunk buy the dlc And start playing this because I know he loves emotionally. And upgrade his computer. And upgrade his computer to play it. Um, Because I know he loves emotionally devastating things. And I was like, Matt, you got to play this. I know how you felt about Cyberpunk in the past. And to his credit, he even expressed some interest in going back and replaying it before this. But I was like, dude, you got to play this. It Mm. fucked me up. And it's going to do the same to you and you're going to love it. So he's gotten back into it. (laughs) Wow. So shout out to you, (laughs) man. Wow. And that's my rating. It's incredible. It
1: fucked me up. Holy shit. Two gold stars. Two gold stars. Well, and I would just say on top of that, shout out to you, Gabe, for, I mean, like we said earlier, like I think we were all in some ways chasing and excited around every corner to see this feeling that we felt from you. Of how intensely this game impacted you and how powerful it was. I and chased the dragon, so you didn't have to. <laughs> but I think it empowered all of us yeah. to enjoy this game and to to really like let it seep seep in in a way that like I I feel like especially after some of the game experiences that we've had that won't be named because that would be mean for us to name <laughs> them. It. Um, it's just like I I felt closed off to games like I didn't Does want it rhyme them to with touch me anymore. Car shield. Right? <laughs> <laughs> i'll never tell but what i can tell you is just that like seriously shout out to you for just the feeling the vibe that came from you after having this experience and the excitement that i think we all had just just chasing that and seeing it and just just uncovering the rocks thank you man
3: yeah i mean honestly thank you guys for a doing this podcast we could all talk about it and b for choosing this game because i was interested in coming back to this but i'm not sure i would have had this level of devotion uh, if we had not decided to do it for
1: the podcast,
3: mm-hmm.
1: let's fucking go. It was perfect. Um, I'll go next. Okay. So then that means it's Elena, you, and then so last. Yeah, yeah no, I trying, did okay. the math. Yeah. Okay, you did the math. Yes. <laughs> um
2: (laughs) we've got we've got the game plan i feel like
1: everyone does do that like it's
2: just like back in school when they made you read like line by line (laughs) in a book and like the only you heard not nothing out of the social studies book because you were panicked trying to figure out which sentence you were gonna have to read out loud
1: Yep, yep that's true that's so real
2: so i won't be listening to this mccoy but you go ahead
1: and then it like gets to your section and then you have to say like a swear word and you're like do i say it like do i not say it i always said it and um some people disapproved of that, but I was like, it's the work. You know what I mean? The Your work is study the work.
2: Says, had swear words in it?
1: No, but like stories we would read, like, mm-hmm. books and stuff out loud, you know? Yeah.
0: I had to do that for AP English, mm. I remember. She was like, my AP English, she was just like, feel free to censor yourself. And I'm like, and...
2: Mr. Darcy's <laughs> like, fuck this. Everyone's like, Dang! I, I remember that scene from Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Darcy just throws down.
1: Or Mr. Darcy just pulls out the Gatling gun. But yeah. Um, all right. All right. Um, it's interesting. I have a different perspective on this game also. And I say also because I do also feel a lot of what Gabe felt. And I think part of that's like we said before, thanks to your powerful feelings of it. Um, I I think I feel more the mixedness of the package of this game in that they fix so many bugs, but there still are some. And I'm actually a really lenient person towards bugs, but what this DLC showed me is that the immersion factor of this game, when they are doing things the way they want them to be done is so high it's so beautiful and so powerful that it really does like increase the importance of the bugs i wish it didn't but it does because they take you out of the experience at times um and i would say gabe like when we were first talking right like maybe the first 2.0 episode or whatever we uh we were all like there's not as many bugs and i don't know what everybody else experienced but i definitely experienced more as you went further yeah yeah and i Like in same ways that the story was kind of brave, I thought the amount of bugs that left in this game was kind of brave. To be (laughs) honest, it was very brave of (laughs) CD Projekt Red to leave all these bugs in. Honestly, like after their initial reception, I think that's kind of brave. I would have been like, guys, um, maybe I just think they just couldn't delay it anymore. They didn't want to post another like yellow twit longer fucking picture, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like, I, I think this game for me is a two thumbs up. But that does not mean that it was not any of the things that Gabe just described. I I think this game has been really, like, it's... Well, first of all, I'm so thankful to have experienced a tighter Cyberpunk experience that that came after. I think it's a great sign for the developers that they got to do another chance... And they did a really good job. And I don't just mean like they fixed all the community's criticism. No, they did a really good job beyond that in a lot of ways. Um, The writing is still great. Um, I just, I think I want to for myself because maybe this isn't my gold star. You know what I mean? Um, I want to cite some of the things that I just hope that they will work on in time and maybe a new engine will help them with. I felt there was times when the characters would overlap with each other when they were talking and like weird pauses. So it's either like too long of a pause or too little of a pause for the pacing of dialogue in between characters speaking. And it's just, again, it's like unfortunate because like this is pretty normal for video games, but is actually really accentuated by how epically cool this scene is until you feel that like, Like in the same way that you're at the casino scene and the person next to you just shouts some dumb shit, it's like the reason why that sticks out is because there's a really intense moment going on otherwise. And so I think there's just still a number of things here that I felt like they could not fully get control of this game and its code base and its engine. And so their vision is incredible. Their writing is incredible. And a lot of their execution is incredible. But some of the things they couldn't quite put into place. Um, And so I just hope that They'll, I I know they'll work on that, and I think th- this is a this is a studio to back. Like if it's a horse race, this is a studio to back for sure. So, I would just cite some of those things and cite, um, I don't know, like I I, I incite the fact that I think they could have done a little bit better job of connecting you to Songbird before everything, but, man, like this is a game worth playing i don't know how it there's no way you could say it's not worth playing unless unless you're gonna say something like this person's really fragile and emotional devastation will destroy them okay then it's not worth playing um but yeah i do it also was think really it's good. worth spreading it out more so than i did <laughs> maybe maybe not you had the double gold star experience. i mean i, I don't look, know i, maybe I, they I need love to copy just you.
3: getting thrown into it and getting lost and losing myself and get, just getting drowned
1: in this but like
3: I don't think it's the healthiest option,
1: <laughs> but like, but see, like when you say like that, Gabe, I'm like my my prescription for this game is like get lost in it, play it at 3 a.m., start the ending sequences at midnight. Hell yeah, brother, and let's go, go hard. Mm-hmm. Light some mm-hmm. candles, fucking, you know what I mean? Like just full scent. Um, but I would just say like, you know, I I still think there is a lot more that they can do to connect you to this but the foundation is much improved their make good is awesome to see um the world is creative like damn there's so much good shit here their combat system which we've sort of long since forgotten is is much improved and really cool um yeah so like it's weird to to sometimes i think in the in these games that straddle like for different people, like a two thumbs up versus a gold star, it becomes awkward to be the two thumbs up person because you're sitting there going, like, no, I have to justify the fact that I'm only giving this a really great rating, like a really, really great rating. But I do feel like I have to justify it because I think this experience, for some, as Gabe has described, can be transcendent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that does poke through. And I've really loved the the discussion of the characters, and I've really like loved the depth they're able to get into people's motivations and stuff. And I've just loved being back into a game with story at all um but i but i think that for me personally it sits at two thumbs in the way that it landed for me um yeah yeah
2: Mm -hmm. nice nice okay i am conflicted about this game because i guess like okay behind the curtain mccoy and i almost never do this Hmm. but like you know an hour before this podcast we just I don't know. For some reason, we like looked at each other, like, "We're like, what are you gonna give the game?" Mm. And I think we were both like, "We're it's a two thumbs up game for us." Mm-hmm. But I've been sitting here during this podcast thinking about, and I think I've had this debate before about games, and I can't remember which one it was, but like. We're going to clock in at five hours spent on the story alone yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. For And that's without, like, McCoy and I, while we were playing it, would, like, go for hour-long walks and, like, talk about this story. Or, like, I know that we've all talked about it with Gabe. Yeah. Like, this, the story of this, I think that the writing is pretty spectacular.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, and I think that any game that is able to write characters that are so compelling And so, like, fully fleshed out that we can sit here and talk about their, like, subtleties and motivations and what Reed is feeling and how, Mm -hmm. you know, just some of the conversations that we had about the characters, I think, especially last week. And, like, trying to really read into them and feeling like we were able to do that because we knew them well enough is a really impressive feat of writing of, I think, any characters in any kind of media, like games, books um movies that to me is the mark of really good character writing and then this story is bold i i think bold especially when you compare it to some of the other stories that big studios are putting out right now which are incredibly milk-toast. Yeah, this story is not toast. like it's an adult story it's an adult story it's really engaging yeah. um It has a lot of twists and turns and things that can happen, and I really loved that they were able to go for it, I think because it's in a smaller package. Like, I think this, they didn't succeed to this level with the base game. The base game story, don't get me wrong, was, I really liked. I remember that being by far the best part of that game, and I really liked the story. And I also think, like, they bungled parts of that story, and it just didn't quite fit together as perfectly as this one does and i think they can do that because it's a smaller it's a dlc and it's one of the most like tightly spun dlc stories that i have ever played so i'm torn there because like initially to me the overall package of this game i was like yeah that's a really strong two thumbs like really awesome two thumbs but at the same time like the amount of thinking and like deep conversation that we'd be able to have about this game to me says that this is something that's special and special things to be our gold stars Damn. and i it's it's interesting because i do think like there are pieces of cyberpunk and this is like totally not even talking about the gameplay and i love a lot of like the gameplay changes that came along with the 2.0 release like they fixed a lot of things Um, the perk system is way better the looting is way better um they got rid of a lot of trash i think what drags it down when i for me when i think about like the whole package is that i still think that these games include a lot of junk in terms of the play stuff the stuff you can do like i think the car missions even though one of my new favorite lines from a video game of all time came from a car mission that i accidentally did like generally i think those are pretty disposable
1: is that if i wanted to get my dick wet get out of the rain or something like that yeah yeah yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah.
2: and like there were some really nice moments and i i think you can tell that in this smaller dlc package like CD Project Red has incredible writers, and they can write both an incredible main story and really good side missions. Like, the side mission with the two just dumb cops is really well done. It's really interesting the ways that that story can turn out, the, like, multiple endings nature that even just that DLC little side mission has is awesome. Um, all of the Mr. Hands quests were really well done. I felt that like they were worthwhile playtime.
4: Yeah.
2: And yet... There's, like, still some... Like, the the things where you just go and do, like, police scanner. Like, get that shit out of my video games. And I'm sure for some people, they want that because they want to be able to be in this world more. I just don't need that. um And, yeah. So that is, I think, for me, like, why some of it... Why I think, like, the, the gaming experience of actually playing this DLC was, like, a really strong two thumbs up. But the story of this dlc and the quality of its characters and the quality of its writing and the ability that we've had as like a group of people who are interested in stories and like had you know emotional like whatever that we've had great conversations about this for huge chunks of time so i'm like i'm tempted to give it a gold star just because of that even though to me the game like hits as a two-thumb I don't know if that distinction makes any sense. It makes
1: so much sense, dude. I feel like okay. you said so yeah, much better what I was trying to say. That's
2: so awesome. And, great. like,
1: I think you may come down on the right side of it, well, too. Well, it's in,
2: This is definitely one of those games that I think, too, like, people will come down on, like, the right or wrong sides of history. Because I think when we get to game of the year, like, this is going to be in mm-hmm. there for sure. For sure, for, like, best story, this will come up. There's no way around that. And it, I, I can see it winning. Is I it mean, pos- look, Elden Ring is the game of the year again. But... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Wait, so wait
1: is it possible to say <laughs> like this? Like, it feels like the heights this game hits like, yeah, are, t- are clearly gold. Star. Go- it, yeah. I mean, they're clearly gold star. They're unmistakably yeah. gold star. And so then it can like oscillate out of that. But there's this effect that's happening as we see this game in the rearview mirror where like the trash that you're talking about is like fading. But yeah, the it fades, gold star moments not important.
2: aren't. And I also like, I think in my own, I guess to give the game more credit... I wish that I had played the game more the way that I originally started to play it, which was to do what Gabe did and just go main story all the way. Because what I started to do is I booted up this game and I played main story. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh, shit, like, let's talk about the perk system in the DLC. And like, I mean, I said, I think two ever, two weeks ago, like, I didn't even have perks. Like, I didn't touch that shit. I was just main story the whole way. And I maybe that's the way I would have liked playing it more. Like, maybe it would have just fully hit as a gold yeah. star if i had just rolled my way to the main story and not interacted with the things that made it kind of a too thummy experience but i don't know i'm belaboring it but i think in the end i'm gonna go gold star because just because like the, the quality of that story and the conversations that we've gotten to have around it are something that i think is really extraordinary and unusual and that that deserves a gold star to me so yeah zoe bring us home Will do.
0: All right. Almost three years ago to the day, I drunkenly was just <laughs> slurring my words about how there was so little diamonds, so much yeah. rough. <laughs>
4: Iconic episode. Yeah. True. I, I, Hadn't played
1: Starfield
0: yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, well,
0: so, so my point is, I had no idea what the armpits of hell looked <laughs> like <laughs> until... And, you know, for that, that is the one great thing that Starfield has given me, is it's shown me what that looks like. Um, And so I feel like a lot of my review is kind of that recency bias of just playing something that was so empty and void of feeling, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then going into a game like this. um, Like, it kind of does give me... I don't want to say it's rose-colored glasses, but I think it just... For me, it really emphasizes, I guess, the the marvel that cyberpunk is. And I think it always, it maybe always has been, or at least, meh, at least I, I think CD Project Red deserves now at this 2.0 update to maybe have, like, some recognition for the technical marvel that they brought in, especially with this DLC. Um, I kind of echoing everybody like s tier writing like it was so nice to see just characters talk and they sound like people and their emotions and reactions to things are things that a human being would do it's amazing (laughs) um just the the times that johnny blips in and out and like you know even when he's just kind of like shaking his head at you or just like smirking at you um like it's it's a lot of showing, not telling, and that's the kind of storytelling I love to see. And I think that they did it really well in this DLC with this little package of Dogtown. Like their their art design in this is amazing with that show, Not Tell. You'd see just, I guess, like, I, I, I feel like the things, um, like I think about the Heavy Hearts Club and that art design in there, how cool that looks with Mr. Hands. The fact that, you know, you know that Mr. Hands is a father just based off of like conversations you hear on the side, not from him announcing to you, I am a as father. As a father. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm
1: having difficulty emotionally yeah, with this father. particular thing.
0: Um Exactly. But like their their set pieces were amazing in this. Like even Absolutely. Like, the Voodoo Boys hideout is one that really comes out to me because it's that black light kind of like I, I don't know exactly what the style is called, but it's that kind of like the black light like skeleton kind of like Louisiana kind of looking art piece is all I can describe it as. But like that that shit's cool. It was really cool to go through that. Um, Not to mention, you know, just the the uh, Hansen's actual like party, like that yeah. whole set piece itself. Was also spectacular to go through. Same complaint as Elena. I really wish that this game would allow you to play dress up. Like, I think it would be cool if they give you, like, maybe a preset outfit for the people that don't want to play dress-up, but then allow the people that do want to play dress-up to create an outfit themselves, because I had a killer outfit for this Mm. party all planned out before it gave me the snakeskin suit, and I was like, oh, okay.
1: This game is, like, that abusive boyfriend that, like, asks you to, like, wear a particular thing, (laughs) you know? It's like, hey, wear this when you leave. (laughs) You're like, oh, come on. This snakeskin in green? But, um
0: well i get it they don't want someone to like i don't know make it a joke and like come in with booty yeah. shorts and uh you know and or just come in completely naked which i'm sure someone has a playthrough where their characters just completely yeah. like just but the thing nudity. is also dude, like
1: remember the whole <laughs> main game before you could like change to your like quote outfit people are walking around with like the most ridiculous shit ever like that was like the whole experience of the game previous and so like I wonder if they're like, fuck, some people right. might just still be rocking that. And that's going to be a nightmare. So, like, yeah.
0: Right. So, I mean, like, in a way, I get it. But, like, the, I guess, like, the little soft RP side of me is just, like, just let the people that want to do this do this. Um. That being said, they did do a lot of quality of life stuff, particularly with, with the clothing. Like, I do think it's really cool that you don't, you have to have clothes muddy up your inventory, Basically, if you pick up an article of clothing, you can just immediately sell that shit, and that article of clothing will still be available to create an outfit from in your wardrobe later. Like, I think that is really cool. Um, and I made myself 200 pounds lighter <laughs> in doing so. So cool, <laughs> in case yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, again, story direction improvement with side gigs. Like, I found a lot of these side gigs to be a lot more compelling. Like I said, really like how you kind of meet the people that are employing you and that kind of adds to that dilemma when you have to make a choice at the end, but also just kind of gives, again, more like moral commentary. Like I thought the, I don't know if you guys did the gig with the uh, athletic yeah. complex where it's a bunch of children yeah, children athletes uh, that they have becoming, yeah, children athletes. Like I thought that was like a really interesting commentary on the whole thing. And you, like, you can decide to, like, morally grandstand in front of hands afterwards. But, like, it's, it was still just, like, again, just kind of, like, another one of those, like, really fucked up missions where you're, like, wow, this future sucks. (laughs) Um, And, but in a way, it's, like, it's, like, fucked up in a good way. I like that. Um, And then... Again, it's the recency bias with Starfield, but I also just really loved being able to just exist in this world like i I cannot tell you how beautiful it is to walk out of a gig, hop on your motorcycle, drive to the other end of town, walk into an apartment, and fall asleep with zero loading screens. Starfield would have had yeah. twenty loading screens to There's get to that a point Probably but <laughs> like, yeah. <and> the, yeah. <laughs> The get on your motorcycle loading screen. Like, it would it would have been awful. And I think that's why, as much as I struggled to take Starfield seriously with my RP, it was immersion-breaking, just trying to look epic, getting up out of your chair, only to have to sit at a title screen anyway to get onto a planet. Um, this, this, like, just the technical marvel of being able to load the city in such a way that has that seamless experience, I... I took it for granted, I think, before, but I think playing it now, I just really come to appreciate something that technically marvelous that I can do something like that without any interruptions. And I I think that's also why like the flow of the game. Like I just I would sink hours into this game and it wouldn't even seem like it. And it's also so nice to come out of a game session and be like, well, I did, like, you know, basically 10 missions, whereas yeah. with Starfield, same amount of time. I think I sold <laughs> my inventory and maybe bought some lead or something like that. Like, it's serious. Like, the, the recency bias is serious, yeah. but there we go. All right. But anyway, belaboring a little bit. Um, DLC characters, extremely compelling. Like, n- never have I wanted... I th- I think when we're talking and we're like... It doesn't make sense for V to have a happy ending. That being said, I, I wanted so badly for there to be a happy ending between Reed and Songbird, which is insane considering that these are characters that you just meet. And I think the fact that the writing is able to create both of these characters and show their uh, conflicts between the two of them so well That really, like, for me, more than anything, all I wanted them to do was I wanted to sit them both in a room and just find some sort of resolution. Mm -hmm. I wanted so badly for both of them to live and both of them to live their best lives. And the story doesn't give you that. And I think that's what makes it so marvelous is that it has that bittersweet, like, no matter what path you choose, one of them is going to really be really hard done by in the end. Um... And it's just I don't know. It's like it's it's just so beautiful. They the way that they illustrated that relationship and the way that they integrate V into that relationship. And it's just it's extremely special. Um, I think it's truly marvelous. And I think because of that, I mean, I think I have to give this DLC a gold star. Like I I think CD Projekt Red knocked it out of the park with this this DLC. Similar to Gabe, although I paced myself with the story, but like I, it's been so long since I had a game where I played the story and then I just set the game down, cried to (laughs) Gabe, and then also (laughs) stared at a wall for like hours on end, just being like, "Why does it have to be this way?" But like I, I like games that affect me in such a way. I like games that just kind of let me just sit there in silence and just stare and think, you know, equally like. What could I have done different versus like there's nothing you could have done? And I, as fucked up as it is, like I just, I, I love those experiences in games. I love games that affect me in that way. Um, so, you know, this game made me feel much like a V in the end credits curling up into a ball when she's surrounded by like Hanson and Reed and Songbird and, or all the players of the DLC and they show V curling up into a ball. That's how I felt playing this but that's gold star. Like that's a gold yeah. star curling yeah. up in a ball yeah. that I like. <laughs> so. It's
1: it's so the opposite of the Infinite, so, yeah like feeling of like you're playing, but what's the payoff. It's like, there's such a strong like payoff. It's such the opposite. Like, it's mm-hmm. so exciting to see them take, to, uh, why the fuck am I talking? It's so <laughs> exciting to just see them like, like take <laughs> this game that like was so big and like had so many problems with being so big and just tighten up and land shit, like land shit like over and over and over again and in this way you're talking about it it's it's so true damn it's so true man mm-hmm.
0: yeah also shout out to the DLC credits music i've been listening to that like nonstop um that's awesome just really really good music as well um but yeah gold star from me bros okay.
1: shit i think i i will just dude i just want to quickly cuz i i feel like you guys made such amazing points like like i think in all of their reviews is like the truth of this game, I think it's like it is all of those things, and it's it is absolutely a gem. I think it is also still like a flawed gem mm-hmm. too, and that just makes it so hard to look at mm-hmm. but damn, like like first of all, these were I think these were like gold star podcasts. I'm proud of these podcasts. I already want to recommend these to some of the people that have been talking to me that they listen to them just be like, oh, yeah, listen to these. yeah,
2: you almost died during one of the podcasts, so like it's impressive. Okay,
1: that part was cringe. Just skip that
2: part. <laughs> James <laughs> did die. Yeah, five of us entered, only four left alive.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just, man, and I, I just am so thankful to have talked this about this game with you guys. There's literally no way I would have enjoyed it at the depth that I enjoy it now, if mm-hmm. not for these conversations. Like, I just, it added so much that, like, I can walk into it being, like, two thumbs, and I can walk out being, like, was i holding myself to before the discussion what was i doing like it's a cool it's a cool thing yeah so all right
0: put it in put the it hall, it in the of, hall fame. of
1: fame um with, with like layers of <laughs> ah, ah, ah. oh layers of fear um I have so many things to say about that, but another time, boys. (laughs) If someone goes back to that old
2: episode, like write in if you listen to Layers of Fear. (laughs) Let us know what you think. It's so funny, like whenever
1: someone, like in my real life, is like, "Hey, I like started listening to your podcast, and like, what are some good episodes?" I'm always like, I always tell them about like the great episodes. You know what I mean? And I think we should like have this list on hand to like copy paste for people, and they're always like, "Cool." And then I always find myself really awkward with the great list because it's always like, well, this is an incredible video game. So you should probably play it first. And it sort of like perturbs them a little. They're like, okay, well, I mean, that's like a lot of work to like do that. I have to play like all of the, the, like what, there's three of these or whatever. And then I'll be like, okay, I don't know why I'm recommending this to you, but people seem to like this shit. Um, But this is one of our worst episodes ever. And then they always are like, Nice. And they always download it and always listen to it. And it's just like, God, give the people what they want. They want the worst shit too. Like I'll I'll be like, This is the best episode I've this I'm so proud it. I don't know if I'll ever reach this heights again. And they're like, Yeah, but where's the one where you guys yelled at each other though? <laughs> like Give me that shit instead. Like, right. Well, this was fucking awesome, you guys. Well fuck yeah. Thank you.
0: Tune in. For this one, we're a big,
2: happy yeah. family. So I was going to say, you know, tune in tune to in. see if we yell at each other next week.
1: Yeah, exactly. I had to see if... Do you think we'll ever leave we'll Starfield see. behind? No. I think this game kind of... I'm
2: on that shit for the next seven years. No. <laughs> Fuck I think, that game. I think this game... It's such an example of everything <laughs> that is wrong. It's going to it's going to be a useful comparison point for every game that comes out between now and Infinity.
1: Dude, you're right. I like, will
2: die talking about Starfield. Still, those will be my my last words.
1: Oh God! Just fuck Starfield. It's just it's like that's fair. But I guess what I want is I want the like I want to send Starfield up to the moon. Like my experience with it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like send you <laughs> wanna
2: send Starfield out to the farm. You know what I'm saying? To, to play like, with the I'm other I'm not games. saying the
1: examples of it don't Todd have Howard, to be powerful. It's time. but just just the way it made me feel i want to send you know what i'm saying like like it it affected me in a very powerful way just like this game except that it's like actually bad (laughs) like i actually like it wasn't like oh i was mostly devastated so i went to the water and like enjoyed the finer points of life it was like it was like my life lost color and saturation and i I didn't know if I liked video games anymore. Like, how fucking sad is that?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say you—you you literally questioned whether or not Jesus. you liked video games after playing Starfield. Like, that's a—that's a statement. Jesus a Christ!
1: But 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 I think like like you were saying this way, and it's true. Like, but the comparison point is like, it's beautiful context.
2: Oh, it's devastating. Comparison. For Starfield, well, that these but these came out near the same time.
1: But it made me like appreciate video games more.
2: I was like. You know, just like, oh,
1: you go, like, try to have lines that are close to each other, but at least they're interesting lines. Mm -hmm. Like, just, it, like, I think it made me more forgiving (laughs) in a way that I maybe, I maybe needed that experience of, like, just feeling what the worst is. So I could remember, like, people are trying their hardest to, like, get their creative vision onto the screen through this incredibly complicated, like, three-dimensional nightmare of a thing that we asked for them to do. And, uh god damn these people are tired. okay uh we're done boys we're done let's you know it's over it's fucking (laughs) over but
0: it's over it's done but thank you for joining us on this journey and uh yeah let's get the fuck out of here